Claire Winthorpe and her friends don't know it yet, but they are about to have the worst pool party ever. Massacre coming soon. Ladies and gentlemen, you, Marvick. Good morning. Damn, you're a glorious man. Just like God, you don't let down at all. Look at you. Oh man, I appreciate that. You if you amazing. can see how Are I you feel. California? I'm in Las Vegas. Uh you're at, in is it 7 a.m. there? Yeah. Sorry, I'm having I'm having a, some technical issues. We had a uh, power outage here yesterday, and I'm seeing something wants to up. Oh, I apologize. No. Holy cow, my roadcaster's not even on. Here we go. Uh, Everything rebooted. Uh, so, so is it seven a.m. there, brother? It is. Yeah. I really appreciate you doing this. I'm surprised you didn't ask for a reschedule. Some people don't like this seven a.m. Uh, um, well, I mean. I don't like to ask for a reschedule. Okay, well, you're a good dude. I'd like to uh, get things done. I figured 7 a.m. was a good time for you guys, so I'd make it a good time for me. Cheers. Uh, I'm, I was trying to rehash how you came on my uh, radar. Oh, ho sorry. Hold on one second. Hey, uh, Sevon, yeah. your audio is messed up. Okay, thank you. It should be fixed now. Did you guys see the trailer okay? Was the audio on the trailer okay? If anyone didn't hear the trailer, you got to see the trailer. Good morning, Heidi. Good morning. Good morning, Robbie. Good morning, Jody. Good morning, Rosie. Good morning, Barry. My cockiner. A horror story would be the Tillander video. Okay, okay. No inside jokes yet. Uh, no, audio is great now. Okay. But how about for the trailer? Did you guys see that? Uh, I, I, I watched that movie last night. You did. I'm sorry. On the 50-inch uh, in my garage while I sat on the assault bike. Um, and it, it's pretty funny because um, my kids would come in and out and they really wanted to see it. And you know, what's funny is um, I only let them watch segments like one to two minutes long, but it scared the shit out of them. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's my, that, that's my target audience then, even though they shouldn't be watching it because it's it not was gonna... the sound mix. It was, I, I, it was, it was the sound mix. Well, the, sound mix the sound yeah. mix scared him. The sound mix is incredible. And that's what makes, I mean, really, that's what makes a horror movie scary is the sound. I mean, maybe when you're little, it's the visuals too. But I mean, the only thing that gets you to jump out of your seat really is like the, is the mix, is the stinger that gets you to jump out of your seat. And, and that's when I would see them flinch. It was, it was just the, the music. Yeah, yeah it's your, it tells your brain you're supposed to be scared and then your brain is scared, even though on screen is a, six thousand dollar slasher movie i made in my parents backyard that's how much that movie cost yeah wow yeah. Con hey congratulations um i've i've made uh you know probably 10 documentaries a totally different creature to uh, documentary filmmaking is lazy man filmmaking i mean it is uh no matter how much hard work you put in it's still lazy man filmmaking <laughs> well i mean that's i tried to make a documentary and i Started it seven years ago, and I still haven't finished. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm what, not lazy enough. Oh yeah. What's the subject of that? 
um, a, a film, a cult filmmaker who has been making movies since the fifties that I befriended a name, Ted V. Michaels. He made a couple really big cult movies and one called Astro zombies, another one called corpse grinders uh, back in the sixties. And he lived in Vegas and um, I was just fascinated by him. He was still making like really bad movies in his eighties um, shooting of himself with a camcorder with no money, just trying to like do the only thing he knew how to do. And I was, I just was fascinated by him and liked him as a person. So I was helping him make his movies and trying to make a documentary at the same time. And then he passed away, unfortunately, like in the middle of making his last movie and the middle of the documentary. I changed your uh, name here. So your Instagram's here. I hope that's oh, okay. Sweet. I yeah, took yeah, yeah. authority. Okay. Um, speaking of cult filmmakers, I wanted to ask you about a movie I saw as a little kid. Okay. <sighs> It's a three like, part. It's three movies. It's an A, B, and C. I cannot remember the name. I I watched them. Do you already know what it is? No horror movie. Uh, okay. Um, uh, I watched them all. I don't know why or where I watched them, but I watched them all probably twenty times each. And it's about a man or some creatures that go from town to town, basically harvesting bodies out of graveyards. And the guy's like really big. And like the scary scene is like him carrying the um, uh, total low budget movie. Yeah. Uh, and the, and the, he carries um, the coffins by himself. I'm 51. Yeah. And I probably saw these movies when I was 12, which would be like 1984. Okay. Man, I don't know. I don't know what that would be. I mean, that would have been. Like Lots of it. scenes in graveyards, in, um, in embalming rooms. The guy was huge. The main character, and he always walked really slow wherever he was going. I mean, old that, man. I mean, it sounds like parts of it sound like you're describing the Phantasm movies. Yes, yes, okay. that's it. All right, awesome. Because the, the the villain in the Phantasm movies is known as the Tall Man, and yeah, and they work in a a mortuary and a cemetery, and he has like a flying metal sphere that with yes, and it'll yes, with heads and yeah. Those movies are great. You should revisit them. So, 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 tell me. So, I, I watched your movie, and I and I get um a little bit. I, I this is gonna be weird, but I get a little bit of Fast Times, Ridgemont High, and um, Porky's. Sure. Um, to to it. Um, that that genre is is that fair? Yeah, I mean, I mean, those are the movies I grew up watching and loving. Um, and I'm a big fan of comedy and i guess just in in life um i prefer to be in a good mood and use comedy rather than even like work in horror than fear i mean i watch a movie my favorite horror movies are funny so that's kind of my where i go it's also a crutch in a way because <laughs> it's a lot harder to scare someone than it is to make someone laugh it um, is it is I think uh, for me it is. Yeah, I mean you could I mean you could have a character fart in a movie and someone's going to laugh. Right. But in order to genuinely scare someone and have a real sense of dread and feel like like I did when I watched Nightmare on Elm Street the first time. Yes. I, I don't know how to do that. I would love to and maybe someday, but it's a lot easier for me to just make the type of movies that I that I like and hopefully I can make people laugh. And they can, unfortunately, they're, hopefully they're not all sitting on an assault bike, but. <laughs> um, uh, Sevon, you should see Tucker and Dale versus Evil. 
Yes, you should. That's a great example of a top tier horror comedy. Um, I, I have an aversion to 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 straight horror movies. I I don't see I don't I I like you know I was just watching. I don't know if you watched the UFC, but I was watching the UFC this weekend, and the entire show was sponsored every break. And you know, and there's a hundred breaks. Had yeah. a commercial of this movie. It's called like the Evil Day something oh, or another Evil part. Dead, Evil Dead Rise. Maybe. Yeah, and, and, and it's, it looks scary as shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't want to watch the trailer. I, I mean, I felt like the trailers were unhealthy for me to watch. <laughs> well, they might be. No, Are horror funny. movies unhealthy? I don't think so. No. Um, I mean, I'm sure there you could find an example of someone that took it the, the wrong way. Um, but I think they would be in the so far in the minority. I mean, most people watch movies to escape. Mm. And there's and to get a feeling and uh, to invoke an emotion, so it's like a roller coaster. I mean, it'd be like saying our roller coasters unhealthy because they make you scared or raise your heart rate. I mean, I haven't seen anything in so long, but um, uh, like, like The Exorcist, do you remember the first time you saw that? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I just remember my how old I was, I don't actually remember like where I was sitting or anything, but I remember the way it made me feel. And I've seen it hundreds of times since then. Or Amityville horror or poltergeist. Poltergeist, especially. Cause that's, I mean, I was born in 77. So like when that came out, I was a kid and it fit. It's very eighties. Like if you go back and watch poltergeist, it's, it's everything about it is dated, not in a bad e way. ET with ghosts. It's exactly yeah. same neighborhood. <laughs> but I mean, that, yeah, it is. And that total, but that movie terrified me because they were also terrified were, me. Were kids also, so I could relate to it. So yeah, that, and it's funny now I show that to my kids and they're not like, I remember when I showed them Jaws, I'm like this, I wouldn't go in my own swimming pool for months because of Jaws. And my son who was nine, maybe at the time just laughed at me. He's like, no Dad, shit. Yeah, you were a chicken. This is not scary at all. That shark looks like it's made out of rubber. Okay, so that's that was my point about it being scary. So it's okay. Like you don't think like I was afraid to go in pools too, forever, yeah. and, and not a, not if you were there or someone else was there. But like yeah. I wouldn't go swimming by myself, or I would literally get out of the pool, Drew, and walk around and look in the pool first. Yeah, that's I was the same. And this our pool was in my backyard. I mean, mine it, too. Nothing changed. There was, you know, there's no way a shark could have been introduced. But I was terrified. I would wait for my friends to come out. Same thing. And there were times where I would just get freaked and swim to the edge and jump out real fast. Yes. Hey, Dick Butter, also Sharks and Limits. I hear you. But I would literally, we had a pool. And when I would go swimming by myself, every time I'd walk around and look in. And then I would also do that. I would be swimming and my imagination would get, so my imagination would get the best of me and I would jump out. Yeah. And there's no, I mean, look, looking back in hindsight as an adult, of course, there's no way a shark is going to be in your pool, but it doesn't matter. Your child mind is convinced. So that's the part I'm saying. Was that unhealthy? Should we not have been exposed to that? Did we have bad parents? Um, well, I don't know that my one, I don't know that my parents had any say. I mean, I had a little bit more freedom. I have great parents still, still, they're still great parents and they're still together, but um, they are still together. They're still together. Yeah. Impressive. Impressive. They, they beat me. Um, but yeah, but I mean, they just weren't really worried about me watching things like that. So I had access to um, all the videos in the video store. And my mom actually would record. She would go once a week to our local video store and rent five to ten movies and take them home and spend two days 
dubbing them all onto blank VHS tapes so that we could watch them at our leisure and she could still return them like the next day and not have to pay additional fees. So that was like her move every week. So every week we would have a new five to 10 new movies to watch. And I had access to all of them. They were just in our bonus room on a shelf. So trading places. Yeah. Great movie. Wow. I mean, like my house was the house that kids in the neighborhood would come over. Like when my, if my mom was out playing tennis and we would watch like police Academy too, so we could see boobs. Yeah. That's what I was. When I thought trading places, I thought boobs. Yeah, exactly. Same thing. So we, those were the movies that friends would come over and then some of them would be dumb enough to tell their parents and then they'd never be allowed over again. A top gun. Yeah. I've seen, I mean, that's, those are the movies I would watch with my dad. Of course. Yeah, I mean, you see Top Gun, like, have you seen Top Gun 20 times? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, me too. Not I've re- probably seen it a hundred times. Not recently. Like I was oddly not even excited to see the new one. Did you end up seeing it? I did. Uh, cause my son asked about it and it was, and it was like, I mean, it, it was the only thing in the theater at that time. And it was, it was currently saving the movie theater industry. So I felt like I needed to go see it. Um, uh, they have a movie night at the pool I go to and they show Jaws every year. Wow. That's fun. I've been to one of those um, on a lake where they have a floating screen and you sit in an inner tube with your feet in the water and they show Jaws. No shit. It's, it's fun. Um, there's a theater chain out of uh, Austin, Texas, the Alamo Draft House. I think as far as I know, they were the first ones to do it and they would do it. At, they used to do it often. Um, you just said uh, mentioned that um, maybe uh, Top Gun Two, Maverick, um, was important to uh, an ailing movie industry. It's funny you say that because I used to know. I mean, like you, I used to ride my probably ride. I rode my bike to the movie theater. I locked my bike out front and I went inside. And then afterwards, there was an arcade next door, and you went to the arcade. And then hot dogs were fifty cents, and and we that's how I grew up. I mean, we did that once or we did that every Saturday, Sunday with the other kids in the neighborhood. And now I couldn't, I can't tell you where I barely know where a theater is in my town and I don't know what's playing. And like, I recently just went and saw Shazam and I would, uh, I would watch pool party too, before I would ever go see another Shazam. <laughs> I mean, well, it, it, it's I like crazy. It, it is, has the movie industry just taken a shit or what's going on? It has, but first, can I have your permission to put that on the cover of Pool Party Massacre too? Yes, of course. You. Is that going to be made? Is that going to be made? It is, yeah. Wow, because I saw you, you you completed your uh, GoFundMe, your crowdsourcing. Yeah, like before COVID. Yeah, amazing. And then everything got shut down. But yeah, it'll get made. I mean, I owe it to everyone that contributed. And I just need to, I'm very goal-oriented, and it's been driving me crazy now for four years that I haven't finished it. Uh, alien movie industry. What do you know? What happened? Do you have a theory? Um, well, I mean, I specifically the theaters. It was COVID. I mean, it was already they were already suffering a little bit because of streaming and everything. But then when COVID happened, of course. And so my comment was just that like Top Gun was what got. I mean, it broke box office records like at a time when no one was going to the theaters, and then all of a sudden Maverick sat in the theaters for I don't know how many weeks it was there, but it was there for a long time just filling those seats. And I don't know what it is, if it was the nostalgia, if it's Tom Cruise, if it's Scientology magic. I have no idea what it was. Jets, jets. I like jets. I mean, I guess. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, red-blooded Americans, there's fighter jets. and Yeah. But 
it worked. And it sat, I think it sat for two years because I remember seeing the first trailer when it first came out and being so excited about it. And then it just kept getting postponed, right? Yeah. And postponed. Yeah. Cause I remember when they were, well, I remember when they were shooting it, I was on a job in San Diego uh, on a set and like our wardrobe stylist was also had just wrapped Top Gun. She was a wardrobe stylist on that. And that was way before it came out. Um, you, there isn't a, uh, a lazy bone in your body. It is so clear how hard you work by going through your um, Instagram. It is absolutely nuts how much you've done. Uh, you even have a fake head of yourself. I do. Actually, I don't have it anymore. Um, but that was from a movie called The Barn Part 2. And that the effects team made that head for my spoiler for my death. Um yeah, and then I was lucky enough to to have it, but a fan just bought it off me. And so it now lives in Houston, Texas on a shelf. How mu- how much did it go for? Um, I I sold it to him for pretty cheap cuz he's a huge fan that's now become a friend. And so his and his wife got it for him for Christmas. So it was more m- like me giving this fan a Christmas present in a way. Does any part of you uh feel bad that you parted with that? It does. Um, there's yeah. a second one. There were two made for the movie. And so I'm currently in the works to get the other one that's at the director's studio because I miss it. The The pool party movie. Yeah, I would miss that, too. That's that's. Uh, but I think you did the right thing. Don't get me wrong. I don't yeah, mean, I, mean I, yourself. I also had two from pool party. I had two severed head props that were my ex-wife's head. I sold those as well. I don't miss those. Um you're 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 recently separated from your wife uh it's been i think it's almost three years now and and how old are your kids uh my son is 16 and my daughter's 12 wow that's 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 intense that's a that's a lot it is i mean and i don't i've never done it before so it's all new new to me but i think we're in a good situation like we had a nice and amicable split it was you know, one of those relationships where it felt like it was coming for a long time. And so we were able to just talk about it and split and she got an apartment and the kids live with me and which I guess that's the unique. Every time I say that, I people kind of tilt their head like, wait, you're, you have two kids and they both live with you. Um, but yeah. Hey, so. congrat- congratulations. There's nothing better than kids. Yeah, I love my kids and she's still... Yeah. Involved, like she didn't bail or anything. She's still in town and sees sees them every chance she gets. I just was the more active parent. She has a very corporate. She's an accountant and has a very corporate job and works a lot. And I'm a uh, a good for nothing filmmaker who hey, has a lot of free time. Well, it is interesting in your post, and I went through them uh, all the way back to the beginning, where it starts off with just a lot of kid photos. Um, I did. I do appreciate the write-ups that say there are some some posts in there. Several, a lot of posts in there that talk about, hey, uh, they're they're jokes, but but they're sincere. I juggle work and kids, and then back to work and then kids and work and kids. And I get it because I'm I'm doing the exact same thing, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Like it's basically it's it's just jump off the podcast and immediately start partying with the kids. Yeah, and, and it's and and that that party changes obviously as they get older. Um, but it doesn't go away or at least I'm not, I'm trying not to let it, but, uh, but in my kids, we've always been 
super involved in in my life you know so like they've been like a pool party massacre i have pictures of them on set like they were on set every day because we shot at my parents house my dad or mom would pick them up from the bus stop and bring them to the house and if we were shooting a scene they couldn't see they'd have to go upstairs or in the basement and otherwise they were there my son would like work the blood sprayer for kill scenes and things like that there's an amazing photo in here i hate to tell you what happened to my notes I don't want my audience to know either. They'll fucking harass me. I put all my notes on Gmail and then and save them in a draft. And this morning I had three computers open and, and I, I had a link all set up to show when you said that. And it was of your son and your daughter standing in the entryway of the house. They were outside yeah. and there was someone on the ground with an ax in their head. It was like a, the dead pizza guy, I think. Oh yeah. 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 His yeah. Guts, yeah. His guts are spilled out. All yes. Over the yeah. Maybe that's what it was. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The dead pizza guy. Yes. And of, and of course I don't have it to show, you know, God, I'm a schmuck. <laughs> um, in, in the back there, you have, you have, you have four axes. Oh yeah. Which seems apropos for a, a horror movie guy. I do. I have a collection um, just from movies that I've worked on. So like the one on the end is from a movie called Axmas 2 where I played a killer Santa. And the next one is like a clown axe from a movie uh, called Popcorn Killer I did. And then there's one from Pool Party Massacre. And I think I think the last two are both from Pool Party Massacre, actually. Uh, Heidi Krum, holy smokes. Imagine using your wife's ex, your ex-wife's severed head in a horror movie. <laughs> well... Yeah, I mean, it made for great. I used to bring it on the road when I was promoting Pool Party Massacre, and it made she was my wife at that time, and it made for great jokes. When I now it got weird when it was my ex-wife's severed head. It wasn't uh, as funny. Uh, this guy is the Big Lebowski. It's funny you say that. There is a, a series of photos in his Instagram where he's wearing the uh, Big Lebowski shirt. Yeah, people started photoshopping my face on the Big Lebowski. And making fan art so my girlfriend bought me the sweater and now it's just evolved what 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 happened to your body in the last 10 years you um you got you got pretty fit i did um so congratulations I, I, by the way you look awesome oh thanks well I, i'm going back the other direction i need to curb that but um i had a i got a movie role where i had a fight scene in my underwear and i decided i wanted to get into shape because I was certainly not in shape. So I went to my local CrossFit gym. Uh, reluctantly, I, I walked in uh, thinking that everyone's going to make fun of me and shoo me away for not being physically fit. And I found the opposite. And then, you know, started doing CrossFit, got in pretty good shape for that movie, and then just kept doing it for whatever. That was, it was like till COVID happened. So three years. What do you do? You walk in there and you're like, "Hey, I'm gonna be." Um, well, let me ask you this: When they cast you, did they did they want a, a frumpier version of you? Were they disappointed when you took off your shirt and you were all muscular and shit? No, it was, um, and I didn't get super muscular by the time. You're pretty muscular. You're a big dude. How big yeah. are you? Uh, six foot. Yeah, you look. Two. I mean, you look great. Now I'm like two twenty five, but um, for that, I only had three months to get into shape for that role, though. So I didn't get. I just lost a little bit of weight and felt less embarrassed about being in tidy whities and having a fight scene against a wizard. Um, but CrossFit is what I kind of jump started. But then I got in the best shape of my life during COVID, which is the opposite of like everyone else I know, because I, I ran like my, my box closed, which for like what we thought was going to be two weeks, I guess it was like the two week reset. 
and I decided I was going to run a 5k every day until, till it opened again. And it never opened. And I ran a 5k every day for like two years. Wow. Every morning I woke up at 5am, ran a 5k, took my kids to school and then started my day. And then I started introducing like hit workouts and garage workouts after I'd run, after I drop off my kids. What, what CrossFit gym were you going to in Las Vegas? Sin, I almost said Sin City Horror Fest. Uh, Sin City CrossFit. Who's the owner of that? Oh, TJ. I wonder if I know who that is. I must know who that is. You might. There still is a Sin City CrossFit main, like the first one that ever existed. And so TJ had like a, was like a license, a franchisee of, of Sin City, I guess. And so he had Sin City South and it was just right by my house. And it was great. I mean, well, you know all about CrossFit, obviously. Um, Greg Glassman said that um, people who start doing CrossFit, um, three things happen to them. I forget. Well, I can't remember one of them. But um, they, they either uh, quit their job and get a new job or they get a raise at their current job. Uh, their relationship with their current person either gets better or they get out of it. And then there was a third one. Did your CrossFitting have anything to do with your uh, relationship changing? Uh, I Not instantly because uh -huh. it had been years but it did cite one of the reasons that she didn't like that i exercised so much oh she didn't no it was a weird yeah that's a weird that that is weird that's like a, i had a friend who lost his girlfriend because she hated the fact that he would order healthy food at restaurants and it made her feel bad that was saying i quit drinking i don't uh -huh. I, haven't, I haven't drank in years and that is like the number one of the number one reasons i mean we had a a loveless marriage anyway so these aren't the only reasons but like those were the catalysts. Like I stopped drinking. So she didn't like that because she still drank and I, yeah, it made me boring. And then I started eat, ordering healthy food at restaurants, which made me even more boring. And then I would get up at five in the morning and go to the gym before she was even awake. Like I would make it home before she was even awake, but it really bothered her. Um, Amazing whatever, phenomenon, whatever. right? Yeah. Hey, uh, I quit drinking. It doesn't mean you keep drinking and blowing, giving me extra blowjobs. I don't mind. You get all drunk and, and blow me all you want. Like, Man, wow. Is that what happens with some wives? Mine would just fall asleep on the couch. I think that's what drinking's for. No, I thought it was just so you could carry your wife to the bed. <laughs> and you got strong enough to do that. Oh, you're a good dude. I would, I, I, if my wife did that, I'd leave her on the couch. You're a good dude. <laughs> but I can also understand the flip side. I mean, I guess when I drank, like I – there is this like camaraderie in it. Like you don't want to be the only one at the table drinking. So, I mean, I, I get it that we, our relationship started when I was the general manager of Coyote Ugly on the Las Vegas strip. And she was, no shit. You were. Yeah. And she yeah, was the bartender there. Is that what you said? Yeah. So, I mean, our relationship in the beginning revolved around drinking and bars and, and, you know, the Las Vegas nightlife. So, so I'm the one that changed. I mean, to use a cliche, like she could definitely say that I changed and I 100% did. I just think I changed for the better or for me. Right. Uh, two people are uh, like robbing banks and one of them wants to stop. Yeah. They, it, it, it's not going to work. Yeah, exactly. They, the, just, one of them stops, doesn't want to go to jail, doesn't want to push their luck. And she found someone that is a lot like her and they like all of this, the same things and they get along really well and they have a great relationship. And I found someone the same. So. 
is Coyote Ugly there wasn't there a movie named Coyote Ugly? That's the beer where that's the bar where it's like a there's a lot of hot girls and they dance on the tables and stuff. Is that exactly yeah, yeah. There's a so there's one in I think New York was the first, and they made the movie, and now it's a bunch of franchises. Um, but yeah, it's it's an empowering bar where women run the bar. They're all all female bartenders and they dance on the bar and pour shots down your throat. Is, is that the um is that the uh is that sort is that the i want to say justification for it but that seems kind of mean that's the thought around coyote ugly that it's a it's a woman's empowerment bar yeah i mean like the women are in the women run the bar i mean obviously i ran the bar but actually in my situation specifically i barely did because the owners of the bar or the owner um kind of let the, his favorite girls do whatever they wanted so there were a couple of them that could even like if I asked him to do something, could be like, really? Do you want me to call? Do you want me to call Stevie? Um, <laughs> that's awesome. That sounds yeah. more like the mob. Oh, it was. That's how. That's how it was run. But it. But it was also. I mean, it's a great job. I've never been a female or a bartender, but um, but they did. They kind of had control of the situation, and it became the theme of the bar. Like, for instance, an example would be if somebody came up and ordered, you know, ten Coors Lights. And then didn't tip, they would. They had a remote. They could pause the music, and they would. And they had microphones, and they would literally climb up on the bar and be like, "Pause the music. Can I get everyone's attention? See this asshole right here in the black rim glasses and the black T-shirt? He just ordered ten Coors Lights. You want to know how much you tip me? Zero dollars. Zero fucking dollars. So on the count of three, I want everyone in the room to say, "Fuck you, you no tipping pussy," and throw your beers in his face. And I'd be in the corner going, no, 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 no. And they would, depending on how drunk the bartender was, yeah, there are plenty of nights where they would have everyone in the bar throw throw something at a patron. And wow. Like, oh, don't worry, my manager Drew will buy all of your drinks again. Wow. Yeah. And so things like that, I mean, in a lesser scale, usually they would just make fun of the person and have everyone give them the middle finger or call them a pussy. And then that person would leave. And then I would get a phone call. You've you seen any good bar fights? Like just full out, like the whole place is just fucking tossing chairs and um they never I mean I've seen some start, but our security was top notch and we're in like the UFC capital of the world. So like right. every one of my security guards, even back then, were aspiring fighters and at least a brown belt in jujitsu. So Yeah, that's crazy. It would end very quickly, but but I saw some start where you know five really big guys thought that they would take out the four guys at the door and it never worked it never worked out for them what uh what about um uh a boning in the facility you ever seen any like just like overt boning not like, a, just not a coyote like my biggest problem at coyote was people pissing in the corners because there was no bathroom on that f entire floor of New York, New York. You had to go out of the bar and down an escalator to the casino to the closest. Uh -huh. So people would pee. There were potted plants and people would just, or trash cans They'd pee in the plants or the trash cans constantly. That was the biggest issue and fighting. But um, I was a manager at the hard rock pool for a while. Also tons of boning at the hard rock pool. Oh, I want to talk about the boning. Sorry. I, I know this. I know that you've, done a lot of things in your life and that wasn't the intent of this but i like boning stories uh, drew um the peeing in the plants would you catch them with security cameras or you'd see someone in the corner just peeing 
you'd go talk to him. Usually I'd see him. And do you get kicked out for that? Yeah. Yeah. Peeing in the corner of the bar. I could that's I couldn't I, let that slide. I, I went to this uh I went to this party once. I, I went to it every year. It was called the Erotic Exotic Ball in San Francisco. And it was it used to be called the the um the hookers ball and it was the hookers in San Francisco um, would uh, throw this ball ball and then they would donate the money to orphans. That's was the origins of it. And it was a crazy party, San Francisco, right? Just shitloads of trannies. And it was basically just a, just a giant transvestite rager. Right. Yeah. And uh, my friends and I would go there and just fucking get crazy, have fun. Be, we were underage at the time, like 17 year old boys, right? Just go nice. there and just with these freaks and, and who just were free and would just nuts. And we drank Cisco's. Do you remember those? Heck yeah, I do. Okay. And so there was the, the bathrooms were, the lines were like 200 long and, and men and women in both, in both lines, right? Like, cause they were just women and women in both lines. And right in the middle of these 200 people was this huge, like 50 gallon trash can. So I just walked up to it and just hung my cock and balls up over the edge. I'm only five, five. And I took a pee in it, you know, with, with like 500 people watching me. Right. Yeah. Before I put my dick back in my pants, I was shoulder to shoulder with other dudes who circled the can. Yeah. And later on, I came back to that can, like, I don't know, 20 minutes later, and it was full to the top with urine. Like 50 gallons of urine, dude. Is is that the trash can that's referenced on the screen? Uh, Yeah, that was that. I I must have told that story before. And um, yeah, it was it was I mean, it was it was crazy. That's great. So, so, so they would pee in the plants, and then they got kicked out, and and um, and then and then you you did the pool where not the Bellagio the, at the Hard Rock. Hard Rock, okay. Yeah. And, and where do people bone there in the pool? Uh, in everywhere, but yeah, in the pool, just on their chairs, and then you can rent a cabana. So that would be, I mean, I guess the most obvious place because you have some kind of seclusion, but you're not allowed to close the like the, the front of the cabana is open. Um, and you would see everything like blowjobs and sex and doggy style and missionary and cowboy. Everything. You'd see them all. Yeah. We also had, there were process, there were working girls that would come out every weekend too, that we would catch. With oh, guys. wow. Like uh, they get in the pool with you and like, Hey, I'll, I'll give you a handy in the pool for. I, I, mean, I, I was never there for the like negotiation, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure there was more of like a grooming where they would, and they didn't look like a stereotypical street walking prostitute from right. like trading places or whatever. Um, they were like, I remember one of them in particular, she was just a really cute blonde girl with a Von Dutch trucker hat. She always had a Von Dutch trucker hat on and she would just kind of talk to guys and let them buy her drinks and then work her way in. And we all knew her. Like, I don't remember her name now, but like knew her by name and several of them. And they were allowed to come in the pool. They just weren't, that was just kind of like a, you can't do this here. Like, you have to take them somewhere else to do. Yeah, that like I, if I see it happening, then I have to make you leave. Or if I catch you in the act, then you can't come back. Kind of a thing. But I'm not. I'm not here to police what you do for a living, or speculate on it. But it just this is not here. Not in my pool. Um, but yeah, calm we, down, Sevon. What do you mean, calm down? This is what <laughs> I can't calm down. I'm already too wound up. <laughs> but yeah, we would catch those girls sometimes in the bathroom, give them blowjobs, and or in a in a cabana but usually usually by the pool usually they were this they were smart enough to take you to your room whether it's to rob you or just to please you i have no idea 
but it would be just drunk people from Wisconsin that were in Vegas for the weekend and got too drunk that you would find having sex just on a lounge chair out in the open. And then I'm sure they're mortified the next day or often it was not even with their partner. Like their partner was getting a massage at the spa and the dude got too drunk and was banging a drunk chick. And then <laughs> we were escorting him out. He would start crying and go, my wife's at the spa. Like, oh no. Not tell her I've never done anything like this before. I'd be like, man, I, I'm sorry. It's not my, that, that part's not my job. Uh, Corey Leonard, I groomed myself this morning. Understood. Yeah. I Understood. I, yeah, I'm not hating. Um, I, the the uh, someone in here made a comment about me. Oh, uh, piss piss in the trash can is mild. I thought it was showed great leadership. I thought I could probably run for president with that one incident showing my leadership. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's definitely a great metaphor. Uh, the the, the when, when you would approach someone who's having sex in public, did you ever like? I would probably stay. I would probably get some. Uh, I would watch for a little bit. Did you ever like gratuitously just watch for a little bit? Like, well, I mean, I, like a lot of times I like had give to. it a ten count one, <laughs> two. Well, I would usually call security if they were in a cabana, or if they're you know, and I would let security go over and talk to them and not deal with it myself. So I would just watch until they got there. Uh, the only time I can think of where I didn't is when there was a couple out completely in the open on a lounge chair just like right by the beach entrance of the pool and just completely going at it on a lounge chair and i couldn't wait because there were family there were people everywhere. yeah like it became yeah. a spectacle where people were pointing and just taking, slide the bathing suit aside pictures. and put the put the yeah. penis in he the vagina she was riding him on this chair and so i had to go over and i just tapped her on the shoulder and she turned around in shock and i told him they needed to stop and then by that time security came sprinting over and escorted him out but it's the only time i've ever had to like tap someone on the shoulder in the middle of them having sex <laughs> what a unique experience hey yeah. uh um is that that's illegal right yeah you can't fuck in public no i mean and i don't know all the legality of it being a private business or whatever but yeah it's definitely illegal and i think in that instance my head of security did actually call the police just because he was like he was pissed that they had the nerve to do it in front of fan like families and people right there they had no they didn't even try to hide right god it's funny i've become sensitive to i have three kids two six-year-olds and eight-year-old and i've become sensitive to a lot of stuff but boy i sure would uh i sure i sure find that scene set fascinating where people get so intoxicated young beautiful people get so intoxicated that you, they just start boning i just feel like i could enjoy watching that wow yeah <laughs> well, there were lots of people that probably were enjoying why they they were probably booing me from across the pool when i walked over but i wanted to keep my job the um the the pool, pool party did you write that yourself i did can you tell me about that uh process i i actually thought it was very well written i enjoyed the whole thing like i, I was never like hey i want to walk away from this or i want to turn this off or fuck why did i invite this guy on i enjoyed the whole thing well, that's i thought there was a good smattering of boobs and and funny one-liners and you know if i was one year younger i would have taken your virginity um i i thought it was great i thought the twist at the end was fantastic a couple twists yeah. uh i i i the the drill bit um part i don't want to give away too much but i i didn't see that coming um, I loved that character. Uh, Did so, you? 
I loved that guy. That guy was that guy was great. I loved the girls too. You know what I liked about all the girls? They were straight bitches to each other, and yet they didn't. Um, these days, if you were a, a bitch to someone like that, that would be the end of the friendship. But they toughed it out. Yeah, they toughed it out. They were bitches to each other, and yet they no one complained. They just you know, no one ran away. No pussies. They weren't pussies. No cowards in the group. No. Yeah, no. no one was spineless. Uh, today we live with a bunch of spineless. Uh, I feel like uh, cancel culture. These bitches just had it out. Yeah, they were just busting each other's balls. Um, so, can you tell me about the writing of it? Yeah, I mean, I, and I don't necessarily fancy myself a writer. I enjoy writing, but especially when I wrote that, it was the first movie I'd ever, first screenplay I'd ever written. Um, and I actually wrote a kind of in a rush. I had a, I mean, the catalyst was a friend, a cinematographer friend of mine called me and told me he got a new camera setup. And because I was producing commercials at the time, so I would hire cinematographers a lot. And he was telling me that, so I would hire him. But at the end of the conversation, he made a off-the-cuff comment and said, hell, even if you know anyone with a script, I would even shoot a movie for free because I'm so excited about my new camera. And I just said, wow. well, I have one. And he's like, you do? Send it to me. And I was like, all right, give me a couple of days to polish it up. And I literally locked myself in my office and wrote Pool Party Massacre. And I and I had a picture of that too, of a shot of the camera. It was like, an, oh, here it is. Look at, look at. Here we go. It's an FS7 or something. Let's yeah. Is this the is this the camera guy? That's Brian. Yes, Brian Mills. He shot and edited the movie and helped produce it, and like we were partners in the in the movie. And he did all like he did everything that required skill. How did you know how to write a script? Um, script writing requires like a, such a uh, uh, intense, at least what I think is an intense formatting. How did you know how to do that in just a week? Well, I knew I had written commercial scripts and I had written a couple short film scripts, so I knew. I mean, I had Final Draft, which is the program, common program used. Which yeah, I bought that three times. I still haven't got a script out of myself. Well it, well, it formats it for you in a way that actually you'll look like you know what you're doing, um, which is great. And then as far as like actual screenplay format and I, I didn't follow it. I mean, there's other people that have picked it apart and like I haven't, my inciting incident is in the wrong spot and things like that. But I wasn't worried about it. I was emulating the like slasher films of the eighties that I grew up watching that I didn't know that I thought they were their own formula. And in a way I think they are. Um, so I just kind of emulated those and wrote something that I thought was funny and engaging and related to a lot of the, the the girl characters are similar to people that I know. And I've met managing nightclubs in Las Vegas that they just kind of represent a lot of the girls from the hard rock pool. And then I was a manager of a nightclub called Tangerine for a while. And just those were the girls that would hang out there. Um, hey, write, write what you know. Exactly. And that's what I did. And the clay character that you really like. Yeah, loosely based off one of my best friends named Clay. Um, not exactly, but I mean, he when we were younger and in college, like kind of was that character and was the life of the party. And he actually did in that exact pool, since that's my parents backyard, like get everyone's attention and take he's he climbed on that same waterfall and said, hey, have you guys ever played the catcher shorts in the air game? And everyone turned around and was like, what's that? And he's like, oh, it's when you take your shorts off and you try to catch him in the air. And he just pulled his shorts off butt naked, threw him in the air and jumped off the waterfall and tried to catch him. <laughs> and it, it made no sense, but it was hilarious. And it, and so I always remember the catch your shorts in the air game. And so that's where that like that scene is in there. Um, 
so yeah, I just it, wrote that based on the movies that I loved and the the friends that I have. Is is there? I I bought the version. I bought it on Amazon. It, then later on, I saw it's free on YouTube. Does the YouTube version have all the nudity pulled out of it? No, it, it's actually the same version. I didn't make. No shit. Really, really weird to me. Um, and I've never watched it on. It's on Kings of Horror on YouTube, which is like a horror channel that generates revenue. There's through. lots of good. Yeah. There's lots of like. Um, I shouldn't. I don't know if lots is the right word, but there is a. It, it's visually pleasing the movie. Well, it's well. Brian did a great job shooting it. Um, you get a great look at that girl's boobs who's on the bed. Like it's not like you can yes. really just sit back and enjoy them while you're on the assault bike. And, and she was cast um, because she has great boobs. Yeah, uh, you know, she, I mean, she's an adult. Alexis Adams is her name. If somebody wants to Google her, she's a adult film star. Um, and she was great. And she actually was great in the shoe. Was the first thing she had done that that wasn't in the adult world and she was super nervous but i think she played that character really well she played the bitchy hot chick super well and she looked great on that do bed you, do you think uh alexis adams uh times three 18 oh 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 yeah this is her oh wow did you find her oh yeah her boobs have changed since the movie oh really i haven't talked to her or seen her in a long time yeah that is her. yeah those those uh they're uh yeah she, uh, she's wow She's gotten a little bigger since the 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 movie. Cur Curvy's in. Yeah, I, I ain't hating. I ain't hating at all. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's her. Those and are I, bigger than the ones that were in the movie, though, right? The are. ones in the movie are big, but these are. These yeah, are, and then wonder, they were, it's they too were bad you had to kill. I mean, well, I don't want to ruin the movie. It's too bad she won't no. be in the part two. It, there's, I don't. It's the kind of movie that, it's in my opinion, you can't spoil. I mean, maybe like I put most of the deaths, several of the deaths in the trailer and people complained that I was ruining the whole movie. And I was like, really? Do you think you can ruin a movie called Pool Party Massacre? Either you want to watch it or you don't. Oh, she got shadow banned, too. I'm shadow banned. I got kicked off of Instagram. Oh, really? Yeah. I just got my YouTube station back. I was suspended from YouTube. For I heard years. I got a text from a friend that knew I was coming on here and they're like, ah, he bad timing he just got kicked off of youtube yeah but i'm back stronger than ever don't worry right. okay i'm gonna i'm gonna get alexis on i'm gonna invite i've never had a uh adult film actress on the show oh you should for sure if you can get a hold of her and she's willing if not i happen to know 50 more i could point you in the right direction is is vegas a, is vegas a big area for that it is yeah There's how is that even a business anymore now that porn's just free everywhere on the internet right. but i think um, and I don't know the business model, but I, I think that there's still a way, just like you mentioned pool party massacre being on YouTube for free. Like that still generates revenue for me. Yeah. So I I'm assuming <laughs> that there's an ad based revenue, whether it's actual video ads, clickable ads, banner ads that are all over porn sites. I mean, someone's making money cause they're spending it costs a lot. So I, and I don't know exactly, like I said, I don't know that business model, but. I knew, I knew, I knew only, I only knew one um, girl who is, uh, uh, in the, had sex for money with the camera on her and she was very attractive, incredible body. I think she was like Filipino or something. C cool. Um, yeah. and, and, but she, she, I want to say she made less than 60,000 a year. And she told me she did shoots every weekend and she would have sex with like three to seven guys. And I'm like, holy fuck, that sounds, 
I don't, I don't really like that. That, yeah. that, that seems like, but I guess it just depends. I mean, if you enjoy it, if she enjoys it, then she's doing something that she loves and, right. gets paid. but that yeah. seems like a lot of fucking work. Hey, just getting on a plane and she traveled. Yeah. So, so just getting on a plane every weekend for 50 grand a year doesn't sound like it's, yeah, I feel it. like she deserves more for Thank sure. You. But I think that, <laughs> she needs an agent. I, I think that they're, that that has changed too. Like I have my world overlaps into the adult. Like I don't, I've never done anything adult. Uh, I've been asked to direct things and I haven't yet, but my world overlaps just like how Alexis is in my movie. I just got done shooting a movie where I feel like almost every female cast member, what had an only fans or was an adult in adult film. Um, so we overlap a ton. So I've become friends with a lot of them. And even actually now, like, I don't know if you remember ginger Lynn, from like seventies uh, and eighties, like maybe more actually eighties. I don't want to date her, um, but she and Tabitha Stevens was another one. Tabitha was really big and was Ginger 90s. Lynn. Oh, um, American uh, pornographic actress. So they were they were pretty famous adult stars of their time. Like Ginger was huge, was super famous, and and Tabitha was, and still they both still are, I guess. But like I work with them. On a, Ginger's played my mom now, and oh, she's all over your Instagram. Holy shit! Yeah, she's played my mom in multiple movies now, and it's kind of funny. Wow! Because I remember, I remember her from she was in a movie that my dad had under his bed. Yeah, um, the only the, there was a porn called. Oh, I'm gonna get in trouble. Fuck. There was a, a movie called Behind the Green Door. Yeah, I remember the title. And I saw I saw it on VHS at a friend's house when I was like 15, but I only saw like 30 seconds of it. And he got it from underneath his dad's bed. And there was a guy in a, a cream of wheat box with like his dick hanging through it, walking around, I remember. I haven't seen that movie, but now I want to watch it. I, I had no idea who Ginger Lynn. I'm telling you, <laughs> I, I just I don't know shit. I don't know shit. I don't even I don't even do you like Las Vegas? Uh, I do. Um. I can't tell you exactly what I like. If I told you what I liked about it, it would it'd, it'd be really like generic and benign answers. Like I like that the airport's convenient. Yeah, great airport. Out of like I can be at the airport in eleven minutes from my house, um, but I also don't feel like I live in a bad part of town. Which most places, if you were that close to the airport, you'd be in a really shitty part of town. Right. So um, I like things like that. I don't mind the weather. Like it's warm most of the time. I can deal with the heat. Um, I don't get snow. There's no tornadoes. I'm close to California. Um, I have nights like last night where I flew home from Baltimore last night and the flight was five hours. And then that's when I feel like I should live in the middle of the country. Um, and my girlfriend. Well, anywhere's good if you were in Baltimore. If you were in Baltimore, like if you hate the town you live in, anyone, go stay in Baltimore for a week and then fly home. You'll yeah. love your town. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but like I just got my girlfriend to move here from Dallas. And that's like the first thing she noticed because she was – never more than like three hours from anywhere and she travels for work she's in the same business and like she was with i was with her in baltimore and so now she has to deal with five hour flights every time we have an event or anything happening on the east coast so that's the the really only the downside but i also don't see myself staying in las vegas forever i'm not tied other than my children like my family's the only reason that i'm tied here and eventually they're gonna leave me like they're not they're not gonna stick around for me once they're adults where were you born? Uh, Orange County, California. Oh, okay. 
um, what's, what, one of the things about that airport, I, I can't believe every airport in the world isn't like Las Vegas. I also love on the ground when you drive, everything's written on the ground huge. And I don't understand why every airport doesn't have that. Like you, yeah. like, like the, everyone has it up there and I'm old now. So, like, do you remember when you would be stoned and you'd be driving and, like, you look in the side mirror and it feel like three minutes passed and you're like, oh, yeah. fuck. Now I'm 51 and I don't smoke weed and life's like that, right? I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, fuck, I better not take my eyes off the road. Yeah. You don't have to – the Vegas airport, everything is laid out so perfect. It's pretty – yeah. I mean, I live – I feel like I live in airports and it is really easy to navigate. No trains, no bullshit. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Now, now you do have to take a – now that there's the second – Terminal 3, you do have to – a tram over but oh there is yeah oh, well, but I'm it's but it's easy but it's not like other not like other big airports so you so you write this movie it takes you a week yeah and um during that week are you thinking about how you're going to pay for stuff how you're going to get all these actresses how you're yeah. going to the original plan because he offered to shoot a movie for free he had a time he's like oh i have this this time off you know, before I moved to Orlando that I can shoot a movie. Uh, so I was trying to just fit it in this little window of time that he had. So I wrote the movie with the intention of making it for $0. Or actually I had this gimmick in my head. I was going to make it for $11. Like I wanted to make an $11 movie. So that could be my marketing point. Um, so I, that, I wasn't really worried. And then having produced commercials at that point for 15 years or whatever, like that's what I did. So I knew I could pull it off. I had a lot of friends and connections and I was, I actually, when I pitched it to him, I was going to play every role. Like I was going to play every female, every male and put on wigs and change my clothes. And we had like one week to shoot it. And it was just going to be the stupidest thing ever made. I'm so but, glad you didn't do that. Yeah. Well, but I thought we only had a week and I was yeah, like, yeah, it'll be stupid. And my friends will laugh. No one will ever see it, but I'll show it to my friends. And, and then he read the first draft of the script and said, can we not do that? Like, can we actually, let's, this is funny can we make a real movie and i said oh shit i guess why not yeah okay and then it kind of went from there i did some rewrites we held auditions i reached out to some other friends and and it just evolved but it never financially him and i just kind of agreed like we'll just spend as little as we can and but and spend as we go and it ended up being six thousand dollars we didn't even think it was going to be that much to be honest when we started the the main girl's outfit, um, that white skirt and that bikini top. Who who provided that? That's a great question. There was such a mix of me running to Ross and Marshalls to look uh -huh. for things, um, and pulling things from a wardrobe stylist friend of mine named Joss. I mean, that's actually a super stylish outfit. So I'm gonna guess that came from Jocelyn, who's a wardrobe stylist here here in town that works on doesn't work on things this low budget ever. Um, and she helped me out as a friend and gave me some stuff. Did you give all those clothes to those girls when they were done? Did they get uh, to keep them? I offered it to most of them. I mean, a lot of the girls, their stuff was covered in blood. Afterwards, oh. They were just excited to take it off because even like it sounds cool to be covered in fake blood if you never have, but it sucks. It's sticky and it hardens like as if you just poured honey or like maple syrup all over you. It's just not pleasant. Who was the girl? What was her name? Blair, the main character? Uh, Kristen. Yeah. Blair, the like villain main girl. Yeah. yeah. Where? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, Nancy, um, there's Nancy and Blair are the two, the two leads. So um, Blair, Blair was uh, Kristen McCusick is her name. And where did you find her? She 
how did I find her? That's a wow, what a great question. I didn't know her. Her body's ins- kind of insane. She really grew on me. I was like tripping on her being cast in that role in the beginning. And by the end, I was I really liked her. When she changed by the end, like she points that out to me. She's come to a couple screenings mm-hmm. over the years. And I didn't even notice until she pointed it out at an event that she lost like 10 or 15 pounds by the end of the movie. She did. Well, she, why was that? Uh, breakup. She's what she said, like in the Q&A, she's like, oh, every time I watch this movie or see photos, it reminds me of that the breakup because I, by the end of the movie, had a breakup and was totally depressed and wasn't eating. And it was like a low point in my life other than working on the movie. So and I had no idea that was going on or. or yeah, she did get thinner. Yeah, for and sure. So, and so she she mentions it and there and it took us six months to shoot the movie. So she had time to do that like from the first day of shooting to the last day of principal photography was almost exactly six months um why um why i thought it was a 30-day shoot i thought the camera guy had 30 days so we had he it just he ended up moving to orlando and would have to fly back periodically just because we had to work around everyone's schedule when you don't have a budget and you can't pay people to take you know it should have been if we had money it would have been a 10-day shoot and i would have paid people to block 10 days you know, five days on with a two day break and then five days on again. But I couldn't afford to do that. So since I wasn't paying them or paying them well, then I felt like I should work around their schedules the best that I could. There were a lot of people in some of those scenes. That must have been hard to coordinate. It was. And I, and for a movie, it wasn't. I mean, there's like a 12 cast members, I think, in the whole movie. It still is hard. I mean, trying to wrangle 12 people in their schedules. But I mean, so I'm on low budget movies where people will write 50 people in a scene and it's, which is dumb. Um, but yeah, it was hard, which is why it took six months because we'd have to find weekends or days where people, all the people in a certain scene were available. And sometimes we never did. There's actually dialogue scenes in that movie sitting out on that couch by the pool where one person's dialogue was shot three weeks before the other person's. Ah, And ah. And they were just talking to me on that couch and then three weeks later we shot the reverse of that and the other character was talking to me and you could i bet if you paid enough attention you could see flowers bloom like during a conversation and like leaves change colors because it went we started on november we started on black friday was our first shooting day so i mean it was cold it was winter and we ended in june and it was 102 so i mean the weather changed like most of those pool scenes where they're sitting on the in bikinis on that couch by the pool it was maybe 35 40 degrees outside um there is a once again there's a picture on instagram of course i fucked it all up of of the ladies (laughs) sitting on the couch uh with blankets on them yeah they all had snuggies and blankets we had multiple heaters out that we'd have to pull everything out of the frame right before we'd roll and then rush it all back in so they wouldn't turn blue Oh, and then there was the original girl who gets smoked right in the beginning. That chick's pretty hot, too. The yeah. mom that's trying to bang the pool boy. Yeah, Leanna Vamp is her name. She is a pretty famous uh, model and a cosplayer. Um, she's pretty famous in the comic book world. She's a good friend of mine, too. Um, What's a cosplayer? That means you dress up as superheroes? Yeah, you just you dress up as characters. And I think that's how she started, like going to Comic-Cons and cosplaying and now she's now she's she's a tv host and a judge on a bunch of reality shows and has a couple of her own shows she does a lot now and the pool guy is actually her husband cameron the heavy metal pool guy as i like to call him 
Yeah, um, there's a magazine called Cosplay. Yeah, there's a whole sci-fi had a whole TV show about it, if I remember correctly. So these are people who literally in their day-to-day life dress up as movie characters or Yeah. And now it's become a a whole whole thing. Like she was one of the pioneers, I guess. I, I don't think that's true. And so she would get fl- paid and flown to Comic-Cons and events and people would take want to take pictures with her in, you know, dressed as sexy Boba Fett or whatever whatever it was. But now, oh yeah, I saw the Boba Fett with titties on your Instagram. That's but now, her. But now everyone does it. Oh, I mean, I mean, like cosplay. Like you go to. I just came from a horror convention in Baltimore, and there's you know people dressed as Michael Myers and Jason, and I took a picture with a lady gremlin from Gremlins Two. Look, she's with the Lost Boys. From from the movie Lost Boys. Yeah the the guy on the on the left. Yeah, Jason Patrick with the glasses. He plays the older brother, Michael, like oh, Corey, Corey Haim's older brother. Yeah, and then the other guy on the right is Billy. He was another vamp, one of the one of the vampires that with Kiefer Sutherland. I would. They were both sitting next to me at the convention. I just flew home from. Um, do, what about that movie? Do you like that movie, Lost Boys? I love that movie. Yeah, me too. And I grew up wanting to be like a cool heavy metal vampire that lived under a pier. I, I live in Santa Cruz, and, and like I literally think about that movie like th- three days a week, probably when I whenever I drive by, or and I walk on that bridge periodically. Oh, really? The bridge in the movie, yeah, it's yeah. crazy, and That's- it's all ghetto like that. It's it's just like it is in the movie, scary and ghetto, and anyone can walk out onto the train tracks and jump off and die if they want. I mean, it's crazy. Really? Yeah, it's so crazy. Have you ever been up here to Santa Cruz? No, I've driven through. Yeah, you should see it. But it's I crazy. I was just up in Monterey. Is Monterey close to you? Yeah, very close. Okay, so I was just in Monterey a couple of weeks ago, but uh, how is Sevon uh, just finding out about this? I don't know. I'm, f- I'm 51. I don't know. Look, Mason Mitchell. Look, he doesn't even know there's still magazines. <laughs> look at every everyone's in their own man. Everyone's in their own shit. Yeah, and this is a weird. Listen, I my I exist in a strange bubble like this. I mean, horror. Good, movies thank you. Big. I feel better. Horror movies are big. They make it into theaters, and everyone has a horror movie that they love but the horror fandom and independent horror is definitely a niche that i mean there's probably a lot of people in your audience that have never heard of anything that i've ever worked on or touched and that's and that's very fair they uh, guarantee it uh 90 of them have heard of your crossfit gym but you're right probably not yeah. your movie yeah exactly yes right. yeah they're gonna know Things like that. Robbie Myers, does Drew know Brian McDonald? I, that well, the name sounds familiar, but that's yeah, like, man, I, everyone knows Brian McDonald. Who is? Name. I don't know who that is, but everyone knows him. Yeah. Who's Brian McDonald? I would need. I would need more context. My my answer whenever anyone asks me something like that at a convention is yes, of course I do because I'm not sure if I'm supposed to. Um, Was there any bad acting in the in pool party? Yeah, I'm in it. Do you think you were? You think your acting was bad in it? What um, about besides? Let's say besides you, you can't you can't critique yourself. You think there was any bad acting in it? Yes, definitely. There's some great, actually, really good actors in the movie. Like a lot of the people in the movie are working actors, and I think they did a great job. Um, a lot of them didn't even perform as well as they could have if they had a better director. 
Um, cause there is, that there is something to that. And that's the first thing I first film I ever directed. So, I mean, I was learning as we went along as well, but there's certainly like friends of mine that I, I mean, my ex-wife is in it. She had never acted before she gets, there's one that got killed with a hammer. Uh, she's the one that's the only one that's closed. Yes. Which wasn't even on purpose. She hated me for that actually. Oh, she did. Yeah. She's like, really? Every other girl's wearing a bikini and you put this on me. So people are going to assume I look like shit. And I was like, I didn't, I just thought I would, you, I don't know. Well, she's right. That's exactly what I thought. I thought not that she looked like shit. I said, well, that, that chick must be like, not have as good of a body as the other girls. So they hit her. And it it wasn't true at all. She was, she was like super thin. I just, she was my wife. So I was like, "Ah, I don't want to like make her wear, I'm already making her be in my movie. Like, so I don't want to make her wear a bikini. And then it backfired. I thought I was being like a gentleman and totally backfired. Robbie Myers says Brian McDonald's, and then he said Little Shop of Horrors. Um, uh, so your so your ex wife had a great body. Oh, she she was just thin, like she didn't have a reason to hide. I guess right. I would say. Okay. She didn't, she didn't exercise. She was against exercise. I've never seen her. She never in the CrossFit space, we call that um, uh, skinny fat. Yeah. Okay. We I would not. I would not make. Uh, I w- Sevon would make soft porn with his wife. I would not. I um. Okay. Well, I edited porn for a week, and it was. It was. It was so stupid. It was so fucking stupid. I. And, and I basically got fired from it because I wanted to like edit stories into it, like, and they didn't want storylines. They just yeah, no, wanted just like cut stories. Now, like you referenced the like, what was it? Dick through the cream of wheat box. Yeah. Your childhood, like those things, are done. I remember finding a movie in, in my, of my parents and it had like karate had Ron Jeremy doing like martial arts fight scenes in it. And I was fat. Like, what is this? Like they're also stopping to have sex every seven yeah. minutes. But then in between it was mar- like choreographed martial arts fight scenes. Would you remember the name of that? I always remembered it as raw deal, but I've tried to Google it and find it. And I've asked friends that work in the industry and no one's ever heard of it. I saw a movie called Raw Deal. It was it either had Van Damme or uh, yeah, as a little that, kid. Not that one. <laughs> or oh, who who is in that one? Was that uh, Schwarzenegger or Van Damme? Who was in Raw? I feel like Deal? that's a Van Damme movie. Or what if it's both? Uh, Raw Deal, nineteen eighty six film. Oh, Sergio Leone. Oh, from a story of Sergio Leone. Wow. Oh, Sergio Leone's screenwriter. Oh, it's Schwarzenegger. It is Schwarzenegger. It is okay. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Well, it's not that one. That's not the one that has naked Ron Jeremy fighting. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, Blair and um, Nancy's acting got significantly better as the movie went on. The last half half an hour of the movie, they were really like, they were doing it. Yeah, I think uh, they're both really good actors. Like Kristen, who plays Blair, like has a degree in like musical theater. She comes from an acting background. Um, and Nancy had, had done, she had done a lot of acting as well. I think they just got comfortable in what we, with what we were making and the characters, because they were kind of just thrown into this movie with this first time director who was trying to figure everything out. And at his parents' house, when his mom was making sandwiches for, for lunch and for everyone and things like that, it was a very like down to earth family, even though it's not a family movie. But um, so I think people got more comfortable and they didn't know me either. So they kind of stepped into this, like, who is this guy? Can we trust this? Like, what do we do? What are we even doing here? And by the, you know, halfway through the movie, we were all really good friends and we were, you know, had a common goal 
to make this movie the best that we could, even though at that time I didn't think anyone would see it. Like I never thought there would be a, I never thought there would be a Blu-ray of the movie that people. That's so crazy. Like that. I was making a movie that just, I, I kept telling them, this is a movie that 15 year old Drew would have loved. And that's what I want to make so that I can check making a movie off of my bucket list. And I'll promise I'll have a premiere. So all of you will see it once and it'll be great. It'll be a story we can tell our families and our children, but no one's ever going to watch this movie that we're making. Like, let's not, let's be realistic. And that was what I thought. Are they all, um, are they all uh, residents of Vegas? No, at the time, every single one of them, except for Leanna Vamp and her husband, they're in LA. So I flew them in, but everyone else was in Vegas at the time. But now, uh, most of them, I think, are gone. Have moved either to LA or some of Florida. Like now, they're all over because we shot the movie in two thousand and from two thousand from November of two thousand fifteen to June of two thousand sixteen. So it's been God, a so, so wow. You know what's funny is it doesn't even seem old. No, well that's great. I mean, it's there aren't too many things to date it. It takes place in one house, right? So you don't see and it almost, and it takes place in real time almost. I mean. It, there's no sense of there's never a night. It's all the same day. Yeah, I like that, by the way. I just thought it would be fun. I like it was all during the day. I just thought it'd be fun to make a horror movie during the day. And it and it's my producer brain was like, oh, I'll save money. I don't need to rent as much gear. I don't need lights. I only need a couple. Let's make a big, bright, shiny daytime movie. Um, Nancy's a foreigner? She is. What what is she? Oh man. I wish I could tell you. Colombian? No. Oh my god. Is it over the pond? Is it European or is it um South American? Latin. I, I wanna say um like Eastern European. Oh, I feel so bad that I can't remember where she's oh, from. Polish? Right Bel- no. Belarus? Bulgarian? I can't I don't know that I would even remember if you said it. Right. And and, and was she cast because of that? Because she was the friend. I thought it was appropriate that she kind of her English was a little fucked up because she was the friend who was like kind of adopted by the other girls. Yeah, family. so it wasn't intended. It wasn't in the script or anything like that, but she came. She just came in to audition. She saw it on backstage and came in and auditioned and was great, and then it kind of evolved into that. Like, oh, wait, this would actually, this actually works. This makes sense. And she didn't want to have the accent. Like, she was like, I can not have it. I'm like, no, it's fine. Like that's It fine. looked like she was trying to fight it. It did yeah. look like she was trying to fight it. She was, especially in the beginning. In like the first few dialogues, and she was really trying to fight it. And I kept telling her, she was in, you don't need to. It's fine. Like, if, for this role, it doesn't matter. Did, did you like um, uh, directing? I did. Yeah. It was, I just like creating. I just like making things. It feels weird to call it art, but I like making art. Um, but I, I'm a very collaborative person. So I liked directing, but I don't feel like I need to be in charge like some directors would. Like I liked sitting down and talking with everyone. What do you guys think about this scene? Or does anyone have any suggestions? And we would often shoot things in multiple ways. If somebody had an idea, I'd be like, okay, well, let's shoot it the way that I wrote it, but then let's shoot it that way too and see what happens. That that scene where the girl's tied on her bed. Yeah. Um, is she really restrained? Uh, no. No, or, she could or, get out. Yeah. Okay, and um, and that axe that's held above her is that a real axe? So there's a real axe when the killer walks in the room, like you like kind of establish the real axe in the close up. But then once he starts 
sw slowly swinging it. It's not. It's actually the one that's right there. And I and I say this because I don't think people realize um, how vulnerable people have to be. So yeah. she's laying – like, so I was put in the trunk of a car a few times uh, to, to go to places that I, that I wasn't supposed to see where we're going just so that I could get access to some, some drug dens, you know, and do okay. some filming. And being put in the trunk of a car was scary as fuck, and I didn't realize it until I was put in the trunk of the car. Yeah. That would be the kind of thing that would scare me. And um, I just think, wow, like that scene. I, I, there was a, I first realized this when I was a kid. There was, I can't remember what the movie was, but Jodie Foster was in it, and she was getting raped on a pinball machine. And I remember thinking, this looks like acting, and we're watching a movie, but they had to fucking live through this. Yeah. And that's something like that's something I would never like I'll never make a movie with a rape scene. It's just not I don't think it's nece I don't think it's necessary and it's definitely not necessary in anything that I do. And it's just not something I wanna visit. Um right, I did right. But in your movie, you you take it for granted that, that it's 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 I don't want to say it's a I guess yeah, it's a it's a comedy horror for movie, but but there's a girl there naked. With yeah. her arms tied up and a fucking gag in her mouth, and there's a dude standing over with her in an axe, and I just think immediately, like, oh shit, like there's some real trust going on here. And there is, and there's a lot. I mean, there's a great balance of trust and also planning and safety too. Like, I mean, even though it's an Excuse independent me. film, I mean, I take everyone else, everyone I say everyone else's because I couldn't give a shit about my safety, but everyone else's I I care tremendously about. So like behind the scenes there's a lot going on we're like hey if you know if you're not comfortable with this these restraints are only taped on behind the headboard uh, if you feel like you need to pull your hand out pull, don't worry about ruining the scene like we would love to get it but you you know your safety's first here's the prop axe here's the real axe here's how it's going to work touch the prop axe just so you know this is, it is all that oh i love hearing oh this. yeah this is good oh yeah so we'll go through and and depending on the size of the movie like the movie i just left we had a prop gun on it and so, like, you have to have an armor on set, and he stops everything and makes an announcement and says, "Look, everyone, every even if you're not in this scene, if you're on set, you know this is a this is a prop shotgun. It cannot shoot. It's actually an airsoft shotgun. This is how it works. You know, this is how we're using it. Do not touch it unless you are an actor that's holding it in the scene, and I hand it to you. You never touch this. And you know, but." And he shows it to everyone and asks if anyone needs to further explanation and everything. So, yeah, we we always like safety is first, but there's still trust. I mean, even with a prop axe, I mean, it's still one, it's still scary and there's a level of trust. And two, you could still get hurt. I mean, if I hit someone with a rubber hammer, it's still going to still going to hurt. Yeah, uh, Trish. Uh, yes, uh, being blindfolded, gagged, and forced to listen to the wreck of Edmund Fitzgerald 3,000 times is horrifying, however it was necessary. God, I wish I knew what you were talking about. Yeah, why was it necessary? Do you know what Edmund's uh, The Wreck by Edmund Fitzgerald is? No. Uh, me neither. I'm dumb. I'm, I make, I'm, I'm I make, dumb, too. I make yeah. low-budget horror movies for a living. Edmund Fitzgerald The Wreck. Uh Oh, it, it's music. Oh, well, there you go. It's uh, right, that's like that's a um. Oh, it's good life, but... well, the iron boats go as the mirror. I'm gonna make my kids listen to this. Twenty-seven <laughs> fucking million views.
Man. Yeah, I'm down with this. I like that music. Yeah. What's wrong, What's wrong with you, Trish? Were you taking dick when that was playing? What? What was going on? Blindfolding no, gag. <laughs> yeah, there's, ton, there's tons of tons of trust and safety's important. Like I say, I don't care about mine because you know that's if I have to do a stunt, I'm I don't care if I hurt myself because it's my movie and I'm reckless. But when it comes to everyone else, safety is paramount. Uh, Veronica uh, Vaughn, uh, all the rape scenes are just too much for me. Yeah, it, it's uh, movie making's crazy. It is. I actually auditioned for a, a role in a movie. That and that character was a rapist, and it was like the most uncomfortable. It was definitely the most uncomfortable thing I've ever done as an actor. And I just I didn't even get the part, thank God. But I had to like pantomime, like the beginning of the scene on tape. I'm sure it exists somewhere. Um, and thank God I didn't get it. Thank God a better a better actor out of L.A. got the role. And I was actually on set. I still got cast in the movie, so I watched that scene get filmed. And while while it was happening, that's all I could think of. It's like, thank God, this isn't me. I don't know that I could have even done this. Yeah, there are some there there are some. If if you when you watch movies, if you think, oh, what if I was that person? There are some really dirty roles. Yeah, super. Like, and I've turned some like, down. Like Freddy Krueger would be fine compared to some of these people who've been on. Like I'm trying to think of someone, but someone who's been like on a series that's been going on for 13 years and they're a complete piece of shit. Yeah, or just I mean. Like a lot of horror movies in the 70s and even 80s were like rape revenge movies. And they'd start with this brutal like gang rape. Yeah. Like, oh, like Dirty Harry, like Clint Eastwood movies and shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Dirty Death Harry Death. series. Yeah. I mean, Joe, Charles Bronson's like wife and daughter, like in the Death Wish series. Like, so, yeah, a lot of those movies, too, that aren't even horror. They're just revenge flicks. And that was normal. And then in horror, there's like movies like I Spit on Your Grave. And that's the whole plot of the the movie. And so I don't. Yeah, it's too much for me. It's too real. Again, like I, I make movies because I want I want people to enjoy themselves and get a laugh. Like I tell people when they watch Pool Party Massacre that they if they drink or they smoke, they should do that first. Uh, yeah, I would like to give a disclaimer here. Uh, um, as being the greatest interviewer who ever lived, it pains me to ask this question. And and I and I and I despise anyone, and may the uh, fleas of a thousand camels infest your armpits if anyone ever takes this question out of context and tries to paint me as anything less than the greatest interviewer who ever lived. Because this is just a horrible question, but but I think it's important right now. Um, do you have a favorite movie? I don't like. I have a, a really hard time answering that question, um, which I think is like a dis. I think I delivered a really shitty question fantastically. Don't you think that you was good? Okay, thank you. I, you definitely the buildup was great. Okay, thank you. Not the question I was expecting. <laughs> it had me on the edge of my seat. Uh, but yeah, I I actually have a. Uh, uh, give me five then. Not even a favorite. G tell me like some like like what what is what is what is what is good what, what's a good movie well, what's good and what i like are two totally different things okay what you like let's go with what you like but what i like tend to be um older like 80s horror sequels for some strange reason um like tex i prefer texas chainsaw massacre 2 over the original texas chainsaw massacre for instance which people would often uh give me shit for is there nudity in that um do you think a horror movie should have nudity? I don't think it needs it. Like, I don't like the idea that it wouldn't would be necessary. Because um, I respectfully I, disagree with you. But I think it's an expectation of the audience. Thank you. 
but but I don't like that it needs to be. It would be weird if it was in Poltergeist. Uh, they could yeah, have had the mom getting certain. railed. They could have had the mom getting railed. <laughs> well, there's certainly great great horror movies that don't have any nudity or even that don't even have much blood. Um, they're just well made uh, and well written. Um, but now the I knew I was going to catch shit for this. Look at Heidi. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Well, it's I get asked it. I mean, in every interview, you have oh, to get fuck me. This you is have going to get asked what your favorite wrong. horror movie is. This is going horribly wrong. <laughs> what? No, it's not. What's your uh, favorite horror movie? If, if you were an ice cream, what flavor would you be? I have yep. to read it because she paid me, and I'm and I have a little bit of whore in me. I have that's to read a, everything that people pay money for. Well, that's a great question, Heidi. Um, let's. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about what about um, uh, Kingpin? Not a horror movie. Um, the bowling movie? Yeah, you like that movie? I do. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, th that's like like so th that's like one of my all time favorite movies. Is it okay? So I yeah. I love that movie. I've seen it a bunch of times. I mean, if you wanted to get, if somebody wanted to like look, and I like it, and I think it's good acting because because I was able to suspend disbelief in this completely fucking ridiculous movie. Completely ridiculous. Yeah, but I was like, fuck! I was like into it. Like, holy yeah, shit! You You're invested. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a great movie. Um, but yeah, if somebody wanted a like sliver into my brain and what I like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 would be a great movie. Like in the 80s, a lot of good horror movies or movies that are considered to be good, they would make a sequel that would go completely off the rails and would add comedy and no it was like a completely different movie. And that's a great like Texas Chainsaw Massacre is considered one of the best and scariest movies ever made and people are terrified by it and felt like it was real and then in part two it's the same family and they're making chili they're they're entering chili cook-offs with the chili that they're making from the people that they kill and it opens with them like in an rv with their chili trophy giddy that they won like that's how polar opposites they are and that's where my brain is like i'm over here like wow they're making chili like that's funny and they're having family dinner together so movies like that what, what about Silence of the Lambs? Is that a horror movie? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's terrifying. And, and your movie has a uh, a, a self-pleasuring scene, and that movie has a self-pleasuring yes, scene. It does. I think self-pleasuring scenes are necessary. <laughs> you do? Is that that's a, a, a um, kind of a... No, I don't think they're necessary, but I, they're I think they're funny. It's kind of... It's like a taboo subject for a lot of people. Like, lots of guys don't... Will, like deny that they've ever done it till they're I've dead. never done that. Really I've never even looked at my penis. So, yeah. Well, you're in that group then. I cover it with all with all three hands <laughs> when I masturbate. Hey, um did you think uh, I, I will tell you this. This is fucking crazy cuz this is true. There was a part of the movie I was disappointed in. That's not shocking. And it was in the self-pleasuring part and I think did you consider letting him let one fly? I thought it was. I thought that the execution. Honestly, I actually had this thought. Some. I was probably pedaling in reverse now to like to cool down. I like to pedal in reverse on the assault bike too. Uh, I thought you should have let had him let one fly. Like you just killed him, and I, I don't know. It just. Well, I mean, there was like the the blood splatter kind of represented his. I saw that. I could see what you were doing. You let it go on the on the picture, but yeah. You, did you think even for a second, like, what if you would have let like, 
some white fly yeah. and then blood oh, right after. Did you even consider it? Before. Oh yes, of course. Okay. Tell me. So can you walk me through that process? Why didn't you go what? with that? I just went, I just, I went back and forth and I didn't know if it would be crossing a line. I, I just, yeah, I see. I, yeah. And I had like I'm, multiple reasons. Like I'm in my mom's bat hall bathroom. First of all, um things like that your parents have a cool house it's very it's it's very uh it's like wealthy version of the brady bunch they've since sold it which is screwing up pool party massacre too because it was supposed to the entire script is the whole movie is shot in that house and now i can no longer use it um so they fucked up but but yeah so like i didn't want to do that in my mom's bathroom i knew my parents were going to watch this movie so i mean there were things like that but plus i also didn't know what like the rules were if if i did want to screen this movie or if i ever did have a chance that someone could watch it like i like i had no idea i didn't i wasn't familiar with mpa ratings which i didn't even need and i don't have now i'm familiar with them and you have to pay money to get it and it's completely that movie's not rated no like the the rating system like you pay to get your movie rated and it used to be necessary for your movie to screen in a theater you had to have an mpa rating but now you no longer really do and certainly not to put it out on a Blu-ray. There's no reason to do it. So I wasn't going to spend thousands of dollars for somebody to tell me that it's NC-17 when I can just put not rated on it and save money. Um, have you seen this documentary? Uh, uh, this film is not yet rated. Yes, I'm trying to picture... My my wife's... My my wife's my, my sister in law uh, produced this movie. If you have not seen this movie, you should watch this movie. It is completely fucking absurd. No, it's I have a, not it's, seen it. It's a documentary, and it's about how they rate movies. It's oh, a really? it's a complete fucking racket, dude. It is. It's just complete fucking insanity. Yeah. Oh, I need to watch that then. It's so good. You'll love it. Hey, dude. It, it could be a premise for a good horror movie. One of those people needs to get killed. Hey, for the record, he said that, not me. If one of them ends up dead, if one of them ends up dead, and I mean, it's future. just so it's so absurd. Like they count the number of pumps. Let's say, like your, let's say your skull fucking someone. It yeah. could be like one pump, but if it's two pumps, it's X. If it's one pump, it's R. Yeah. Or it's like, I I used to make these shows for public access, and they and they tried to kick me off. They tried to kick my show off. And we went back and forth in the LA Times. It ended up being on the cover of the California section of the LA Times. It became this like you know battle. And eventually, they let us show penises on public access. And you know what they said? Because the penises weren't hard. There and you there's go. a difference between an yeah. erect penis was considered like vulgar, and a flaccid one was considered obscene, or vice versa. And you yeah. could you could be an obscene but not vulgar. It was crazy. Well, all of it's arbitrary. I mean, they're just yeah. ma- they're making their own rules, and then in enforcing them it's a really strange and unnecessary thing i mean i guess there is a time where it was necessary so that a parent could know what they were bringing their kids into like have you ever do you ever read you have kids like the um my my wife does all the reading like go on well if you google like parent ratings for a movie like if you Uh want to take your kids to see a movie on imdb and there's other services that do it and you can find like a parent guide for, for almost every movie that's out, maybe not mine, but like every bigger movie and they'll break it down of why it's like how many uses of each curse word. Oh, like bitch like, or ass or like, shit or break it down into sections and it'll be wow. like, 
three three instances of a character smoking a cigarette one instance of a character making a, a reference to a marijuana type product three beer bottles shown in background none consumed like, how about any jesus is uh, six references is that jesus is the savior too that muhammad is it, there probably are in there but then funny, <laughs> and i think one of the one of the sites is a religious site then that's why they have it so you don't take your kids to see movies that they shouldn't watch but it'll be like four uses of fuck one motherfucker one and like totally breaks down everything wrong everything bad and then they give a suggested age which is always like 17 hey everything. that's how workplaces work now uh, okay we need uh, uh no white guys uh two black guys one asian uh we need someone who's gay i mean that that's how that's how that, it, I, I i'm not even joking that's that's yeah, the work I, environment i come from an advertising background so i know all about it was weird I, i'm a huge fan of the ufc it's the only tv i watch and about two as about two years ago all of a sudden every commercial had an interracial couple it went from just like not like like i didn't notice it if there were if there weren't i don't know to yeah. everyone it was like t-mobile had a black husband a white wife and a fucking indian son i was like how the fuck did that happen <laughs> adoption yeah adoption i love adoption as an option uh Sevon meant he has never done it on the live show masturbate yeah that's fair not yet I, I've never done that on a, a live show. How many episodes do you have? 800, I think. So about 1,000 maybe? No, I'm not. I'm, 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 not, I'm, not. I'm, I'm going to draw the line. I do think now that I spoke to you about it, you're right. It would have been like if you saw like some like some semen hit the picture before it may it may have pushed it into – yeah, and again, it's just my another level train of thought. But I, yeah, I already walk like being in horror, kind of walk a line. Like I have a topless girl tied to a bed with a ball gag in her mouth, and so and yeah. I'm very sensitive to those things. Like I don't want to make something overly sexual or I don't want people to think that that I'm a, a pervert. Like you're anything. scared to make a porn. And so this is your way around it. Yeah. When I, I just, never when, thought that, by the way. Never, ever. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. And I'm not scared to make a porn. I just don't want to. Right. Or I just make them and I don't show anyone. Well, there you go. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like, and I, like I've had, going back to you were just talking about masturbating on the live show, like I, I get offered, maybe I guess it's because of my look. I have a lot, I have a large gay male fan base. And I get it. I do see that. I understand that. I could understand that. And I love it. But I get asked for videos all the time and get offers. Um, and it's just something that it's it's funny to entertain, but I would never do it. The idea that there would be a video of me masturbating in existence anywhere uh, is like terrifying to me. And me I, and too. I can't but imagine it would be attractive either. That's part of the reason. Maybe I'm just like a narcissist and I don't know that I could possibly be attractive and masturbate at the same time um but you know the ns nsa has uh dozens if not hundreds of uh videos of you masturbating oh i'm you know sure that, right? yes yeah i i remind myself that every like like are you sure you, yeah you know someone's filming this are you sure yeah. you want to stick you want to stick a piece of tape over your camera sevlon yeah nah fuck it they already got ninety seven thousand fucking <laughs> It is crazy. Do you think that that's really happening? I believe, I mean, I, I can't remember if it's Snowden or the other guy, but one of those guys basically said that they're recording everything, that they have everything. Yeah. 
I mean, I, not I mean, that they're not that they're not that anyone's looking at it, but that's how those people eventually got caught. There yeah. were people at the NSA calling the pictures that they wanted and the videos that they wanted, and then some leaked out, and that's how they got caught. It, there's something that makes it less frightening if they're recording everything. Yeah, because, yeah, or they have me and you and all the listeners. Like we've all there's footage yeah, of all of us I mean, jacking like, off somewhere. Shit, if there's videos of everyone <laughs> in America masturbating, <laughs> right, right? I'm not gonna be the worst, right? Like, I'm not going to be the example. I'm falling in the middle somewhere, so now I'm not worried. But just the idea of just me, and like, that's that's different. I don't I don't want that. And I'm not going to put it out in the world. And I, you know, kudos to the people that do. I mean, I have friends, I have even guy friends that have OnlyFans, and they, and they'll do that. And they make, and they make money doing it. And they're, they have no shame. And I'm jealous, because I just can't. I have an internet friend named um, Cameron. He's a, he's a, uh, viewer of the show and um he likes to rub it in my face just yesterday he sent me a text isn't that funny he, he's a he's an only fans guy so i made sure he got my phone my personal phone number anyway so he told me he rubbed it in my face uh, I, i'm probably mixing conflating stories but hey yesterday in two hours i made you know twelve hundred dollars and he sells me sends me a screenshot and he goes you'll have to sell 72 ceo shirts to make that <laughs> you know just like a big fuck you to yeah me. <laughs> but it's it's true. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But he's doing something that I can't. Like I've had people seriously pitch it to me, like friends of mine that make good money on OnlyFans. And like, because of your fan base, you could do really well if you just do these. And I'm like, I don't like, usually they're telling me to do porn basically on my OnlyFans, which I'm not going to do. And then they're like, pitch other. You have, oh, you have an OnlyFans already, Drew? No, no, I don't. But they're like oh, oh. suggesting that I make one. And then. Okay. And then they're like, well, if you really want to make money, you just need to do scenes with other. And I'm like, oh, so you just I, that's you just want I should just do porn. OK, well, I don't want to do that. And then they go down the list. Oh, well, you could do this. You could do that. Or you could just do classy nudes, but you won't make as much money. And then one of my friends point like pointed out that a friend of hers uh, makes a really good living having sex with inanimate objects on his OnlyFans. And that's an option if I don't want to have sex with females or if my girl she said it well if your girlfriend he, won't he, let you. he puts them in his ass or he pumps them he pumps them so oh like, he said that he had a video made a bunch of money off a video having sex with a watermelon oh i don't i didn't see the video but she used that as an example of something i could do instead um which how much money does that guy make doing that she said that he was making like eight to ten thousand dollars a month P uh, wow various and that she's like Sometimes it's fruits. Sometimes it's couch cushions. Some it's. I think she's like. I think people pay to suggest new items. Yeah, and things like that. So he could make a lot. He makes lots of money when someone's like, "Oh, can you do it to a Donald Duck stuffed animal or whatever?" So one of my friends told me he fucked a cantaloupe once. That seems that never crossed my mind. It seems like a lot of work to me. It would there's prep. Yeah, pre sure. like I don't do it. Yeah, like that all that cosplay stuff, none of that stuff like for some reason interests me. Fucking fruit cosplay. Uh, uh um uh I had a friend recently who was talking to me about anal and about how you have to have the butt has to be prepped and I I just I just want to walk by the shower, my wife's showering and I go in there too and and it just, you know what I mean, or I don't, but like I just like easy. Oh, she's sleeping, I sneak a piece. You know what I mean? I just like easy. Yeah, the idea of having to like go to the store and pick out the a big enough cantaloupe <laughs> and hope that it's ripe enough. No, dude, you pick a small one and put two holes in it—one to enter and one to exit. That's how I do it. <laughs> well, 
clearly you <laughs> might actually do more that than now. <laughs> well you could be making money from it hang uh, it you could hang you could hang a cantaloupe from there like like you know the old towel trick just hang a towel hang a cantaloupe from there i didn't even know the old towel trick you know you get out of the shower with the heart on you just hang it hang, oh, your, yeah, towel, yeah. Okay, hang your towel on it while you brush your teeth like the austin Powers scene where everything is like hiding his junk you could just have a cantaloupe okay yeah. Yeah, uh, Michael C. I don't know what this. Sorry, I apologize. Uh, don't include yesterday's show. I mean, I didn't jerk off on yesterday. I never. I don't really. No, I'm not, I'm not of uh, a public guy like that. I'm not at all. Like I had never. Um, I don't know, and I don't know what's too. Uh, clearly, I think we've set a precedence. I was worried about something being too far to talk about on this show, but I no. I, I feel like there was nothing. Um, but like I had never sent taken or sent a dick pic in my life until i started dating my current girlfriend wow did she ask for it yeah like but for months and i was like no no yeah there's not a picture of my penis in the ether anywhere like even with my ex-wife who i was with for whatever it was 15 years like never i just had never had done it and i was married for a long time but and then then i didn't want to and I thought it was weird. And I'm like, only creepy, like creepy dudes take pictures of their dicks and send them to girls. And she's like, yeah, but I'm your, like, we're in a relationship and I'm asking you. It's not like I actually do you want think it. she showed. Do you think she showed someone? I, I have no idea. Um, maybe. I mean, get a, um, realistically, get a, did you take it next to one of those small bananas? No, I just, well, now, <laughs> now, I take, now I take one like every day. Like, it's funny. Like once the damn, once the levy broke, but it was a big deal to me. Like for that to exist. Is your face in the picture? Yeah, the very first one I sent her, my face was, and that was her comment. She's like, obviously you've never sent a dick pic because you're like, it's just you standing there. <laughs> and I was like, Is that not how they're supposed to be? She's like, no, like, no. I mean, she's like, no. I have a friend whose whose wife sends him nudes all the time. Pussy shots, tit shots, yeah. nude shots, like all the time. Actually, now that I think about it, I have two or three friends. Yeah. They, and they share them. I mean, they don't send them around, but they'll show if they like you're with them and they, their wife sends one on the phone, they show you. Oh, okay. See, I don't do that. Like, I've never shown anyone a picture of my girlfriend, and I don't know if she's showing anyone. I'm not embarrassed. Like, I don't mind it if she does necessarily, but it's not part of like, I did not do it because I was embarrassed. It just seemed taboo for that to exist. You manifested that because, listen to this, I think you're going to be impressed with this. In a pool party massacre drew there is a scene that's there's a shot it's very quick do you know where i'm going yeah i do and it's a cell someone who's dead i think they're dead someone calls on their cell phone and it's their boyfriend and their picture of their boyfriend when their boyfriend calls is of the boyfriend's penis yes and the boyfriend's name is drew oh shit wow (laughs) so you manifested and that was before you had ever taken a dick pic 100 percent. yeah yeah that's some illuminati shit yeah that's like, what's that called? They, um, there's this like, uh, the conspiracy people, um, sorry, the people who are right about everything. Eventually, they say that Hollywood movies, it's like, it's uh, they prep us. The lizard people have to tell yeah. us what they're gonna do ahead of time. So I was telling myself, yes, what I have to do, yeah, ahead of time. And I actually get asked about that because the character's name is Drew, like her boyfriend that you never see, and then I, there's the dick on the screen. I get asked. Oh, a lot of people see that. I thought that was me who just caught that. No, because people always people always want to know if it's my dick. Like that's a question that I get at tons of Q and A's. Is it? No, that dick is huge. 
It's a like pretty that. classic looking penis too. Yeah. It's, it's like it, it almost looks fake. It's like a prop penis. And I don't think it is fake, but it, I just found it on Google. Like I just Googled dick pics on set and I asked all the girls that were willing to come over and help and weren't offended to help me pick the best one to use for that. Cause it was a like impromptu thing. Like the, that wasn't in the script. And I just had this idea. I'm like, Oh, this will be funny. Let's get this shot of the phone ringing. And, and it's her boyfriend calling and I'm like, Oh, and it's a, just his dick. And then that just evolved. And how, how many, how many penises did you were in contention for that? I mean, we looked at pages of them. It was funny. Like, I don't remember exactly what was going on in the news that day. Um, Cause I don't know what day we were shooting, but in 2015 or 2016, I was like, asking like i asked the girls how i should find a good dick pic um and a few offered some up on their phones and i was like i don't want to use someone that could like recognize it and come back and then i was like i could just google dick pic and i do google dick pic p-i-c and the entire first page was pictures of dick cheney oh wow and i was like are you serious like i've googled dick pic and all i get is now i tried i've tried it since and now i actually get dicks again but it took me Wow, it's a lot of cock. Being more specific. Now. Yeah. And then I got pages and pages we scrolled through. Because it needed to not have a face or any recognizable characteristics or anything in the background. Um, and I wanted it. And because the character's name was Drew, I wanted it to be big and beautiful. Yeah, fair enough. I, I understand. Man, there's some ugly penises. Yeah. Don't screen share. What a weird. I did that one time. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I I can't remember what I googled. I was so naive to think that it was going to work out. It didn't. Um uh Patrick Clark says uh Drew, if you would want to give CrossFit uh a try again, uh you sh might go to CrossFit Rhino where just Justin Kotler and the Underdogs crew train. I I would. CrossFit Rhino. That's a cool dude. That's the the um he's a super high level coach, Kotler. I don't know if he trains mortals like you, but um Probably but, but but he's a super cool dude. I I need to um I need to I've actually been thinking about it because like I got I mentioned earlier, like I got in the best shape of my life during COVID from running and doing hit like one of the coaches from Sin City, again, she thought the gym was gonna be closed for a couple of weeks. We all did. So she started doing it, she did the hit classes. She started doing a hit class in the park every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And I started doing that. So I was like run, do garage powerlifting workouts and do hit classes and did that for years and got in really good shape and then fell in love and started traveling again and stopped doing the hit classes and stopped running so i need to go back um i'm trying to think of a nice way to say this because I, I hate people telling me what to do maybe you could consider and pool party massacre too, having a little paying a little homage uh, to your CrossFit training. Like someone gets choked with like a, a rope, a jump rope. Yeah, I would or, do. There's a there's a CrossFit shirt in part one. There is. Yeah. The um. So the character you how like, the fuck did I miss that? I don't know the character Clay that you like when he walks in like with his friend. Oh, he's wearing the rope. There's he's a rogue shirt. No, he has a sleeveless Sin City. You wouldn't recognize the logo because it was just the lo the box that I went to. But he's wearing a Sin City CrossFit shirt with no and, sleeves. And there was another video you made where you're pulling your head through a shirt, and it's a rogue shirt. Oh yeah, yeah. But that a different movie. 
that's just a video I made actually for my girlfriend one morning. And then I posted it on Instagram like a year later when I needed content. <laughs> but, but yeah, I have tons of, that's a cool video, by the way, the slow motion. Yeah. She loved it. And so that's why I eventually posted it. Cause she's like, I watch this video almost every day of you <laughs> putting on your shirt that you, I just sent it like good morning. And I sent her that video. Um, because we used to, we had a long distance relationship for the first year. She was in Dallas and I was here. So I would like to send her, try to send her videos and pictures every morning and talk as much as we could. Is, is, uh, is, is, um, I was going to say street parking too. Is, um, a pool massacre, uh, uh, to, is it written? Is the script written? There is a version that was written that I wrote right after I finished the first one, but it wouldn't even work now. Like it all takes place at my parents' house, which I don't have access to anymore. Um, and it's actually starts the second that part one ends. So like as soon as you see Nancy walk away and the killer on the balcony, it was it starts with police sirens pulling up and police coming in. And but it's been five years. Like I've lost 50 pounds. My hair is two feet longer. Um, it's, it would just wouldn't work to start in that exact. Moment. Oh, I no, I think you. I like it, dude. I mean, it'd be silly. That's for sure. But I don't even have the house. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because you would need a shot, right? I see what you're saying. Maybe you could just show yourself from the back sneaking out. Yeah. But I, so, now, so the new version is like five years later. Like a, the new script that I'm writing right now, it, it takes place like five years later. And it starts with a stupid bit where it's on the news. It's like the anniversary and people are watching the news in their house and they're shooting content for their OnlyFans, actually. And the news is on because I'm sure people watch the news while they do that. And the, one of the girls is like, what if he comes back for the anniversary? And the, and the guy's like, what are you, fucking stupid? Like, that really happens in real life? Like, he's hiding in a cave with a calendar waiting for the five-year anniversary. And he's going to come back. And then I show up and kill him. And then well, the guy is pretty proud. He, he's, he's openly proud of his accomplishments. He, yeah. It's the best thing he's ever the only thing he's ever been good at. Right. So how about the tools in the garage or were those actual tools somewhere in the garage that were hung like that? And you're like, okay, I'll use those. Or did you, is that set design? Uh, set design. So it was a, like an homage to my dad who had a pegboard like that when I was a kid with all of his tools outlined um, the house that I grew up in. So if I ever took a rent, a hammer to go build my like skate ramp, he would know he would walk by and know it was gone and ask me where, ah. where his hammer was. Um, so it was kind of like a little tribute to my dad. And they also happen to pop up at like in the evil dead movie, there's a, this, an outlined tool board like that too. Um, uh, but it was most like, I get credit for an homage to evil dead. Not when it really wasn't, that wasn't the point. It was a tribute to my dad. But, um, and then I just thought it'd be fun. I was like, Oh, what if he uses a different weapon every time and just keeps going back to that board and, putting them back bloody and grabbing a new one. I just thought it was kind of ridiculous, but fun. Oh, it's cool. And people could try to predict what was next. And I remember when the movie was like hot, like when it first came out and was getting a bunch of love that people would message me about like what I've so many people are like, why didn't you use the level? It would have been so funny if you used the level, like the least dangerous weapon on that. There's like a little level and I'm like, shit, now I got to use that in the part two. I got to find a way to kill someone with a level. Um, when Leanne was sitting by the pool and she kept doing this with her, uh, uh, her bra, her, her bathing top. suit. Yeah. yeah. Did you direct that? No, that was just her being that character. 
being flirty. So when I see girls doing that on Instagram, that's on purpose. Oh, I, I don't know about for all of them, but it certainly was when she, when she needed to kind of be flirty and play that character, that was her instinct. So maybe it is. And, and, and what is that about that? As a man, you see her grab her shirt and adjust it. And so it draws all your attention there. Like maybe you might see a little nipple. Is that what that movement is? Is that what's happening I mean, in our minds? It's just instinct. They, they go like that. And then we're, we're, we're at attention. Like something yeah. might fall out or something. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't know. It's what. like it's like in the Western when the guy puts his hand on the gun. It's like all of a sudden you're like, yeah, you freeze. But it works. Oh, it, it crazy works. It's a, Pav- I, it's a Pavlovian response. I want to show you um, this. is uh, One of my um, listeners, I noticed. Uh, let me see if I can find this. Uh, um, uh, let's see if I can find the. Uh, this Instagram account here. Okay, so this is one of my um, one of my friends, close friends, I'd say, lives down the street from me, and one of the listeners to the podcast, and, and, a, and a fellow parent. This is her Instagram, and look at this is yesterday's post. Look look at this move right here. Watch what she does with her top right here. Watch what she does with her top. See, that's the move. You saw it. That's yeah. the move, right? I got to feel like that's the move, the move, like that's a weapon. And yeah. And that's the move that was used in, in your show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Allison. Yes. Allison. Allison NYC. Yes. It's a, it's a fucking brilliant move. I wonder if guys have a move like that, that where we can demand girls attention. (laughs) I bet, you know, do we, there probably is, but I'm not that cool. I don't know it. Yeah, I don't know it either. Yeah. You'd have to have a gun. <laughs> um, I noticed that uh, w- one of my other friends, you know who Rich Froning is? Yeah, I mean, I never met him, but I, of course I know who he is. Uh, one of the things he – there's tons of footage of him competing at the CrossFit Games, and right before 3-2-1, he's always, like, adjusting his dick. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you see him, and he's doing that move, like, peeling his balls off his thigh yeah. or so. You know the move. Uh-huh. Like, you're just, like, fixing something. It's like he's got a go-to like dick adjustment, That's and I always cool. like it because he's like the super Christian, you know, good dude. But he but he still has to adjust cock. Yeah, well, and he still is is a male, right? So I don't think, so but I don't think he was doing it for me. No, but now I'm starting to think Allison did that for me. Well, for people like me, sure, or at least subconsciously, my instincts. Yeah. Like, I don't know that she has, like, a, I don't know if she's like storyboards it out and tries to remember to always do that before, right? Before every rep or whatever, before she picks up the bar. But I think it's, like I said, it's like, it's a weapon. Yeah. Well, um, thank you for coming on. Uh, you, you, it's some fun insight into the movie and, and what it means to be a filmmaker. And, uh, if there's anything that you would ever like to promote, uh, yours, I can't even believe you're so easy to speak with and you're always welcome on my show, Drew. Brad, I yeah. well, hopefully I'll have something. Maybe I can kill you in a movie. Oh, I would love that. Yeah, I would, I would, that'll give us, that'll give us a, me a reason to, a really good reason to come back on. I would love to be in a scene with a girl in a bathing suit. Okay. But in that a bathing would be, suit? That would be crazy. That would be not a topless girl tied to a bed. I'm not. I'm not greedy. I'm 51. I'm. (laughs) It doesn't even matter. Well, there's definitely going to be girls in bathing suits in Pool Party Massacre too, without a doubt. At least twice as many because that was my whole gimmick. Did you ever get drunk on the set? 
Uh, I never did. No. no, I mean, I did drink back then. Like there's a picture of me. It's kind of funny. I don't like to post it because I haven't drank it so long um, of me like with a Pabst Blue Ribbon, like drinking and holding the hammer above Nancy's head. Like we posed for it. But yeah, I'm like, oh, how weird. Like most people know me now as someone who doesn't drink. And I didn't drink. I just quit drinking to get into shape. Like I didn't even have a drinking problem or anything. And I never went back to it. Well, um, you Bailey, we'd all watch a movie with Sevon in it, so that's an extra, um, you, you know, two hundred views for you. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm just, I'm glad. I think it was my friend Dan that pointed you guys to me. So I'm. What's glad. Dan's last name? Oh my God! You were putting me on the spot. Sorry. Is he a CrossFitter? Yeah. What is Dan's last name? Oh my God! You trained with you trained with him at Sin, at Sin City. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you, Dan. I can't believe I can't remember Dan's name right now. This is super embarrassing. I, I do that shit all the time. Don't worry. It's normal for coming on this show. Is it? That's Yes. I. You know, I had a guy on. Right now, he should comment. Like, you're an Oh, asshole. Dan Garrity. I'm offended, Garrity. Drew. There he yeah. is. There he is. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Well, I'm Dan, listen, I'm on a live podcast right now. Oh, you'll be my agent. Thank you, Matt. I need an agent. Yeah, you go do. ahead. Sorry, Drew. Oh, I just was defending myself to Dan, who is who is a friend of mine, and I'm on like a CrossFit text thread thread with him daily, and I'm like, oh my god, how can I not remember? And I used to see him five days a week in the gym, and I just got murdered in the alley behind his house in a movie last weekend. Um, uh, do you have an agent? Do I? I have a. I do. I have a commercial agent here in town, um, but I don't do that much commercial acting. And for movies, I don't. I just people book me directly. Like I'm in a in this day and age where people can get a hold of you through social media. You don't. I mean, unless you're at a certain tier, then you need one. And so I just I like living like off the radar, <laughs> off the grid in a sense. And being able to do what it take whatever roles I want and not have to worry about giving someone a cut or if they would not want me to do something for free and things like that. Right. So, so I just live off the grid. Like I, people I, say Bill Murray does that. I don't know if that's true, but ever that's like the the story is that Bill Murray doesn't have an agent. And then if you want to get him in a movie, you have to like call his house phone and leave a message on his answering machine and hope that he calls you back. Wow. Not to compare myself to Bill Murray <laughs> at all, but hey, I could see, I could see you. I mean, you're still young. I could see you. You're, I, God, I could see you just doing everything and anything. Wow. Well, I don't yeah, know. You, yeah, I do, I do have my own action figure, so maybe I've done it all. Wow. I forgot that this. I brought this up here. That's fantastic. I mean. How come you haven't done how many pod you haven't done any I couldn't find one podcast well I found like one or two podcasts you've done but 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 all pretty specific they're all I mean I've done hundreds of horror movie podcasts you have okay yeah. it's weird I, I look cuz I looked up I looked up your name and put podcast in YouTube and just kept scrolling I couldn't find them really no I, mean, I found like one or two maybe a lot of them aren't on YouTube and they're just they're so, audio a lot of audio only like the okay. big I did one called Indie Film Hustle which is like one of the biggest film related podcasts and that that actually got me a ton of, of press and the guy who hosts that wrote a book on indie filmmaking like people bring to every convention i do people bring up that 
and he was great. Like he he brought me on because of the way that I marketed because I self-released Pool Party Massacre. That's and, the one I listened to. And so everything I did and I marketed it like it was Star Wars is what I would say. Like I made like I showed up to my first convention to release the movie as someone that no one knew a movie no one had ever heard of. And I had like shirts, hats, lunch boxes, an action figure, posters, Blu-rays, VHS, DVDs. Like I had this giant array of merchandise, like that scene in Spaceballs where yogurt is like Spaceballs, the movie. Uh, it was like that. But I just didn't know if I was ever going to get a chance to make another movie. So I just wanted to treat it like it was my Star Wars. And I figured if I take it seriously, then maybe people give it a chance. Maybe it's my marketing background, but it, and it worked because people did give it a chance, and whether they liked it or not, um, it got it got me out there. And so some people recognized that and saw that I here's this kid that made this shitty six thousand dollar movie and is out working, hustling, traveling the country to horror conventions and film festivals, peddling his movie. Um, so it got me got me noticed at least. And now it's kind of a model. If you have a an independent movie, it's become a good model to get your movie out there, like without relying on the system. If you if you're willing to hustle, you can get out. You could be a, a carny or like a snake oil salesman and get out there and sell it. This, I, I keep thinking back to what we started talking about too. the sound design. There's nothing six thousand dollar about your movie. No, and that's well. The that's sound design is crazy. This the oh. audio is just crazy because that will really fuck up a movie. Yeah, and there, I mean, that's an unfair part of it is because I worked, like I said, I produced commercials for now twenty years. So, I mean, I know people in the industry. I work in the industry. I was able to call, like even Brian, who shot the movie and edited it, just to have him shoot. If somebody hired him to shoot a movie, it would cost a lot more than six thousand dollars, or to edit the movie for right. So or to load it onto his computer would cost more than six thousand yeah, dollars. Exactly, yeah. and then yeah. same with like Kevin Santos, who did the sound mix again like would have been more than the whole budget of the movie, but he was a good friend of mine and had mixed tons of commercials for the company I worked for and was happy to do it. Cause it was a fun project he could do out in his spare time. But yeah, so I was fortunate enough. I had this huge advantage where I could call in favors from people in the industry to make a $6,000 movie feel like a $106,000 movie or whatever the comparison would be. 1 million and 6,000. Some, I mean, I watch million dollar movies that have, a sound mix that is not that good all right. the time, which is sad. Uh, Katie Ritz, I first heard about Drew from my 16-year-old who loves horror, but also Christy from Nightmare Toys in Vegas, formerly of Huntsville, where we live. Very cool oh, guest, nice. Sevon. Yeah, the Nightmare Toys is a big horror toy store here in here in Vegas and used to be in Huntsville, and they moved, and Christy and uh, her boyfriend, Philip are the owners, and they're big champions of indie horror and friends of mine. It's crazy that a store like that can stay in business. It is. Right? Like, niche, big, like niche like that. That's how big horror. And it's a huge, I mean, it's a big store. It's not like a tiny little corner market. And they now they just built a restaurant next door called Nightmare Cafe. And it's like a horror themed bar and a cafe that's connected to it. And they do really well. I mean, they also, there's a huge online uh, presence for that. Like their online store, it probably, if I had to guess, would be most of their merchandise is sold online. But they're still their store does really well. Uh, Jay Hartle is suggesting that um, you cast Allison in um, Pool Party Massacre too. I mean, she looks like she would be great, and she's your neighbor. No, she lives. Well, she lives. I live like three miles from the beach. She lives on the beach, um, but, but she's a friend. Guys, I, but I see her. I see her 
four days a week, five days a week, I hang out with her. You guys could carpool to set? Oh, my God, totally. <laughs> it's perfect. Totally. Then. totally. She's, like, constantly breastfeeding. Do you have any issues with uh, breastfeeding? No. Okay, well, then, then she I'm, was... I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, she always got a baby on her like that. That's cool. And I love babies, too. I don't, yep. I don't know if that I want to kill a baby in a movie. Maybe that's a line I don't cross. I don't know. Don't cross that line. I don't like that either. Yeah. But it, but I feel like I would kill like a 10-year-old. <laughs> a bratty one. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, a, I feel like there's a funny way to do that. There's no funny way to kill a baby. I actually had to turn down directing a movie because there was a scene where um, the killer killed a newborn. Oh, and, and you, you and said I, no? I just refused. Yeah, and talking to the producers, it was like, I'm not going to we have to rewrite like I'm not going to kill a baby like it's or it wasn't even me but directing the movie I'm like I'm not going to direct a scene where a killer cuts a newborn baby out of a pregnant woman and then kills it like that's insane we we it crossed it one year we wanted to film someone doing Fran naked and the 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 employee refused to do that he said I sorry I can't I can't film I can't be around a naked wouldn't girl. film it yeah wouldn't film it the film you had someone right. that would do it to, no, actually, uh, I can't remember if we found someone who would do it. I mean, I'm sure you could find it. You could have if you tried hard enough. You definitely could. Yeah, right, right, right. I, I, you know what it was is I think I reached out to a couple affiliates to see, hey, is there anyone who we could film doing Fran nude? Of course, there were half the people got, like, offended, right? Yeah. And, and, then, and then the filmmaker there who we were originally going to have do it said, no, I can't do it. Um, I can't remember if he was married or he's very religious. The guy's never had a sip of alcohol in his life. Yeah. Um, that could be it because actually Brian, who shot Pool Party Massacre, um, is or was Mormon his whole life. And wow, yeah, it was a Mormon guy. It was a Mormon guy. He couldn't. Yeah. And so Brian wouldn't shoot um, the nude scenes. Like we, I had to have a, sec, a separate cinematographer for that scene on the bed. I had to bring someone else in to shoot that because he didn't want to be part of it as like a courtesy. Why do they hate women? They hate the no, female. For, they they're misogynist. No, Mormons. They hate naked women. For him, it was just more of like a curt, like I think it felt like the gentlemanly thing to do for his wife and his family was to ah, be a part uh, of it because um, okay. he was there and he had nothing against it. And he would watch the movie like and now he's no longer Mormon. Um, he's not. No, he probably has great stories. Maybe we should have him on the podcast. Um, he unmormoned himself. Yeah, yes. But well, after the movie had come out. But yeah, so I we had a second, a separate cinematographer come in just just for that scene because he felt like. It would just be better that way. And he still edited the movie. Like he still saw it. It's just, uh, it was his, he felt better that way. And I was totally fine with it. It didn't matter to me. Um, but, but it was an interesting dynamic to have that. Cause everyone else on set wanted. I, I noticed the filming was completely different in that scene. Well, there you go. You picked up on that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, well, what, what about Denzel not kissing, um, uh, chicks in his movies? I think that's pretty. I think um, because he's married, not to disrespect his oh. wife. I don't know if I heard that. I don't know if it's true, but I, I, I. Interesting. I just watched the Equalizer, and he never kisses anyone in that. Um, I res I respect that. The the not filming nude people though. I I struggle with like it's some sort of like um, shame. Like there's there's all these things that people do that I, that I think is like they're claiming that it's respecting women, but I just see it as hatred towards women. Like, yeah, I mean, it maybe like, what are you a, doing? Like, the female body's like f second greatest thing after like brisket on the planet Earth. Yeah, I mean, I would argue it's it depends where you get the brisket, it's better. 
Right. There you go. There you go. I'm, I won't even, I won't even push back. <laughs> but I, I mean, like in my current relationship, like I would be fine. Never. Like, I don't, I don't want to do a love scene anyways. Like I've never wanted to do a love scene. It just doesn't seems like it'd be awkward. And I've never been super interested in, it. I'm not excited to do it, but in my current relationship, I would even want to do it less. And I would have to, I would actually have to talk to her and say, Hey, are you, you know, what do you think about this? Are you okay with me taking this role where I make out with this girl or where we simulate sex? Um, it hasn't happened yet because usually I play the killer. Usually I'm. God, I hope that happens. I hope you have to. I hope. I wish that trouble that, on you. You want me to have that conversation? Yes, I want you to have that um, that type of hardship in your life. That speed. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's been brought. Honey. It's, it's been brought up because also in the like the movie I just came off the set of triple xmas or xxxmas i play a killer santa murdering porn stars that are shooting a christmas themed porno so like every actress in the movie most of them are in the adult world um so in real life and they're playing porn stars making a, a christmas themed porn and i play the actual real santa claus who flies down from the north pole and brutally murders all of them and so she it got brought up then she's like do you like do you have a love scene? Like, how does this work? Anything I need to know? And I said, no, I just murder them all. Luckily in this movie, you don't have to put the D to any of them. No. I mean, they're all naked though. I mean, it was me in an Airbnb with like seven naked girls for 10 days. Um, how was that? Was it, was it, was that fun? Was it cordial? Was it nice? Was it, was, it... it was super professional. I mean, it seems like it's hard for some, some people might not believe that, but it was very professional. I mean, they were, I believe it, but was it were... friendly and is it intimate? Um, like just like the living quarters. I mean, it was certainly, it was certainly friendly. Um, like are people cool? Yes. Everyone on that set was great. It was very professional. Very cool. There were no issues with anything. Like everyone's being friendly. No one's making anything awkward. Everyone's no, fun. The girls nothing. are cool. I mean, the dudes are cool. A couple of the girls had never been in a movie like the Cause a movie set is a, it's a job. It's a professional environment. Um, so like a couple of the girls, it was their first movie. And I remember one of them asked the first AD if it was okay if she just walked around naked all the time so she could get to know her character and like feel more comfortable with it. And the first AD said no. And then asked me what I thought as one of like the veterans on the set. And I said, no fucking way. This is a job place. That's a workplace. No, like she can't just walk around and, and we're living here. Like it's already creating an interesting dynamic that we're trapped here in rural Missouri in this house. But no, she doesn't need to walk around naked. As much as I like the female form, I don't think she needs to be eating breakfast nude in this house where the cast and crew are living. Like, no. God, you're, you sound like an adult. I am. It's crazy. But, but I am. Oh, my God. Is this? Holy shit. Santa is coming. <laughs> wow. I wish that was the title. Maybe that's the tagline. Santa is. I'll suggest that to the director. Uh, that's a good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good tagline. I don't see it being used in uh, as a movie. Santa is coming. Although it is misleading because I don't think I ever did. No. All right. All I did was murder murder people while they were trying to. Well, I'm excited for you. You you um you've put yourself in a position where life is just like bringing new shit to you every day. I'm so excited for you. It seems like your life's you, you got a cool life. I'm trying any, any to, temptation to cut your hair? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not like married to it. It just was a COVID thing. Like I didn't get a haircut for a couple of years during COVID. Um, and then, but now it's like same with my beard. I've had the beard for 10 years. Every time I want to shave it, I'm told that I can't. Like now it's my look and that's what gets me rolls and I probably shouldn't. My ex-wife hated it. Max, I think she would cite that as the top five reasons why she left me. The beard would be in the top five for sure. Um, she hated it. Beard, but, exercised, and quit drinking. Yeah. Those would be definitely all in the top five. And I'm sure there's other... I'm sure she had a, would have other things. But um, but my girlfriend, who I'm madly in love with, loves the beard and my hair. And I think likes the idea that her boyfriend looks like he'd be on a, a romance novel, as she says, or a Viking. So... Um, yeah, dude, you look like a crazy Viking. You could totally be in a Game of Thrones type movie. And that's a role. I mean, I'm a, I am Norwegian. I haven't. I would love to play a Viking, but instead, I play homeless serial killers and Santa Claus over and over again. You so, were in that. You were in that Wiz Khalifa video. I was in a Wiz Khalifa Juicy J video. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. I one saw that weird, last night. One of the weirdest experiences of my life. Um, you got stoned with Wiz Khalifa. I did, and I don't smoke I don't, at all. I don't do anything. I'm super boring. So I tried not, like, I didn't want to, but the camera was, like, he handed me the joint while the camera was on, the two of us, while it was rolling. And I wasn't going to ruin the take, so I took it from him, and in my mind, I was going to not inhale. I was like, I'll just, I'm an actor. I'll pretend to smoke this joint. But my, I didn't, I never practiced pretending how to smoke a joint, so I just accidentally hit it. <laughs> it took a big hit. And... It made me uh, super high, but also super nauseous. Like I got my anxiety, I guess. I got, I thought I was going to throw up. Like I genuinely, there was like 20 minutes where I was 99% sure I was going to vomit. And I had this like thought going through my brain, brain trying to decide if I throw up, like we were in a tiny motel room. Do I throw up like on the nightstand and try to hide it? Or do I throw up on the back of Juicy J, who's right in front of me rapping and have potentially the best video clip that's ever been recorded of some white dude in a wife beater projectile vomiting all over Juicy J. Um, and I just sat there trying to decide which one to do when it started to come out. And then I thought about it long enough that they yelled cut and everyone left the hotel room and I got to get fresh air. But how how what, what was the name of the song again? Um, ain't ain't ain't. Ain't easy or easy ain't. I had that queued yeah, up at the time code at, at 240. That doesn't sound like the name of the moon, but I could find it real quick. If you it's, can tell me, I know the exact time code where you're in it too, because of really? course I had that in my notes too. Yeah, you're at two. Well, I mean, you're in it a bunch, but at 240, there's a great shot of you or 241. And it's um I was supposed to be in it a ton. Like I, my character like checks them into the motel. And we have a whole interaction and then I like drop their suitcase full of drugs and it spills everywhere and they beat me up and throw me out of the room. Like it was a whole narrative to it that they ran out of time and never shot. So the director was just like, well, we'll just throw you in the party scene now. So it makes no sense. There's Wiz, Juicy J, their entourage, a bunch of hot chicks partying together in a hotel room. And then me still in my costume as like the sleazy white trash hotel front desk guy. For some reason, I'm partying with them and their entourage and their hot chicks. So it's yeah, it makes absolutely. Oh, no ain't sense. nothing, ain't nothing. That it, ain't nothing. Uh, Daniel's doing his part, even though you can't remember his name. He knows what videos you're in. Jeez <laughs> Louise, that doesn't even sound like it's the right one to me. 
Uh, I don't ever watch it, but let me see if this is it. Let me see if this is it. No, no. Nice try, though. I appreciate the help. Uh, I like remember the chorus. It's about doing Xanax and smoking weed. It's like you mix the weed and the Xan and you. How many fucking videos does Wiz Khalifa and Juicy J have? I thought one. But, but, <laughs> but now I, that but I'm trying to find the one that I'm in. That I can't find it because. And, and then and then, um, and then so you're, you're stoned and then for 20 minutes you feel like you're going to throw up. Your mouth is probably watering and stuff. Yeah. And, and then and then how much more of the shoot is left? A couple hours. But once I got outside from that and that take, that camera set up, there was a 7-Eleven next door and I went and bought a Slurpee and like I bought like 11 Slurpees and brought them back and gave them to everyone. Oh, that's cool. Like, yeah, I wasn't going to show up with one Slurpee. And that was and so I bought a bunch and gave them to like, I think every like Juicy J, like Wiz and like everyone, their whole entourage, everyone got a Slurpee from me and then we hung out and then I felt better by the next take and I didn't completely embarrass myself. Oh, here I, fa- I I found it. Thank you, Daniel. Yeah, that's good. Um, I I filmed the vi- say it, it again. Called all night. Yeah. Okay. I filmed the video with uh with with Rick Ross once at his house, and right as I was leaving, he he put all his gold chains on me, and oh, he lit up a blunt, and I thought I was gonna fake hit it too, <laughs> and. Then afterwards, I, I went straight to an Italian restaurant. In my it was we were in Miami. I went straight to an Italian restaurant. I had to eat I, like I was stoned out of my fucking mind. <laughs> I hated it. I, yeah. I had to eat for I ate for like an hour. I was mi- I was miserable. Plus, it's a weird like they kept saying like just dance like you're partying. I'm like I don't dance. Like I didn't get cast to play a dancer. Like I'm what supposed to be the creepy white trash clerk. So they're like so. It, luckily, I'm not in it as much as. I could have been because I'm just holding balloons, trying to figure out what to do with my hands. Like, oh, like, well, you're in a wife beater. Yeah. And I look, believe. you can even see the lights in the mirror in the background. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just all hot chicks and their entourage. And then that dude with a balloon in his hand. God, you've really lost a lot of weight. Yeah. I was like probably 255 at that point. Are you in short shorts or are you in jeans? I was in pants. Oh, okay. I thought I was in like khaki dickies or something that they dirt like wardrobe provided them. Some dirty, probably dickies. But in that moment, I thought I was going to throw up and I didn't know what to do with my hand. So I just picked up a balloon. And um, how, how, how many projects do you have going on simultaneously? How many projects do you have going on now? Like um, anything. I mean, there's not just you, but things you've been hired yeah, for, things, things that like you have on your calendar. In and I mean, I have like. 16 i think there's 16 movies that i've acted in that that are scheduled to come out this year that haven't come out yet wow. i think it's like the, the count i'm at right now is your uh, calendar crazy busy like do you know like oh shit this is gonna be like a busy fucking month i gotta be in this part of vegas this part of vegas i gotta fly to new york i got like is your it, shit just crazy it can be and then there's also months where i have nothing like that's the ride of it all that's the mm-hmm. scary part of all because i don't like I don't make a great living as an indie actor and an indie filmmaker. Like I made a really good living managing nightclubs mm. and even producing commercials. But now that I'm doing what I really love, I don't like it's feast or famine. And so like there's months where I have nothing and I'm like, Oh, maybe I'll have to sell that 
some of these axes <laughs> on eBay, you know, and then oh, the yeah, yeah. super, super busy and I'll get a bunch of good roles and, you know, appearances where I sell autographs or Blu-rays and I'll make good money. Um, so yeah, so I do that too. I'll be like, okay, well, gotta gonna have to sell a camera to pay for the mortgage this month. I, I totally, it's feast yeah. or famine. That's yeah. exactly my yeah. my life, and I'm not very like I'm responsible with the things I need to be. Like my kids will never want for anything, or my even my girlfriend. Like I would die to take care of them. Wow, you but, sound like a man. Yeah, I accidentally, but but good no, job. That's, that's... You sound like a fucking man. <laughs> Well, you know, the cock and balls. I, I, I try to be. That's that's my prior my priority in life. That's um, the biological homeostasis of a man. You just heard it. I will take care of my woman and my kids. Sorry, you don't like it. That's sorry. That's you're stuck on a planet with a few billion of us. Yeah. Well, and if you don't feel that, then then you, you should check yourself. You're and it's and it's um, the only thing I'm really, truly good at. I don't Take know care. Oh, you are a good dad. Yeah, I mean, I that's think awesome. So. Yeah, and awesome. Being, I don't know, like taking care of the people that I love. I guess you could say, which would be my my girlfriend and my kids. You're a good that's lover. Something that I would, like I said, I would I would die for that. I'll give up every. I'll sell everything that is important to me, whatever that would be, in a heartbeat for them, uh, to provide for them and to make sure that they don't want for anything. So, but yeah, that happens a lot. Look, there's Allison. She just showed up. She missed this the whole the, part. This is the Allison. Yeah. Good morning. That uh, that that guy's beard is beautiful. I agree. Um, I was making breakfast. What did I miss? Oh, Allison. Oh, Allison. Well, Allison, you're you're in. You've now been cast in the movie Pool Party Massacre too. So you did miss a little. Yes. Look at look at even Bailey knows. Uh, Allison, you're in the next Pool Party Massacre movie. What happened? Hmm. You'll find out, Drew. Uh, I I I, I want to uh, re um re reinvigorate, reassess, re, re restate, re uh, reemphasize. I want to emphasize uh, the sincerity that I'm always here. If there's anything I can do to get you an extra 200 eyeballs on anything you're doing, brother. Brad, I appreciate that tremendously, and thanks for having me on. This was great. I came in cold, like I didn't know what. Dude, my, yeah, I, I had you, fucking three pages of notes and links and your ex-wife and your mom and your kids, and it's fucking <laughs> all gone before the show started. So That's good. I think it probably made it a better episode. Okay. Good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I knew who you were, and I had watched a couple of the episodes, but I mean, I still didn't know what I was getting myself into because you can't you, – there's no theme. Like, you don't have a running theme or anything. It's not like I knew why I was coming in to talk about CrossFit or I was coming in to talk about horror specifically. Like, I had no idea what you were going to – where where this which road we were going to go down me neither uh, and it was great and i love that actually i i like having conversations with people uh rather than regurgitating the same thing that i've said a hundred times before so awesome just, and i apologize for the what's your favorite movie okay, no I, i'm glad you great, asked even the great slip and fall on a banana peel once in a while no i'm glad you asked it because it, okay. it made you it, it made you human i got okay. you vulnerable <laughs> <laughs> I am not human. Fuck this guy. <laughs> it's too late. You are. And I and my answer is The Princess Bride. Okay, fine. That's oh. my favorite movie. Oh. All right, brother. Uh peace and love and have a uh fabulous uh day. Yeah, you too. Ciao. I'll see you on set. Yes. Holy shit. 
I'm going to be in a horror movie. That's Sevy's way, no theme. Just shitloads of notes because I'm a scared little boy and then just fucking go off the cup. Uh, yeah, I think you do get killed. I think you do. Uh, I think you do get killed. But he did cast you. I showed him your uh, some of your uh, modeling photos, uh, some of your acting. Yeah. Yeah, I like that guy too. That's a cool dude. Yeah, no plan B. I get the total no plan B from him. Good point, Philip. Yep. You 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 can't, right? I mean, it's he's he's uh that that whole artist uh gig thing is is nuts. That's it's a it's a it's a challenge. Wow. This picture of you, Allison, uh is that Puerto Rico? Wow, that's a crazy picture. That's a crazy one here. Last Allison picture for the show. Allison, you you stole the show. That's an insane photo. Can I make that bigger? Nuts. Blitz. Anyway, yep, you'll be in a horror movie soon. Uh, good show. Sevy didn't know what to expect of having him on. No, I was actually a little nervous. I was a little more uh, than nervous. Uh, tomorrow, am I nervous about tomorrow's get? I'm nervous about all week. Um, here's, here's why, uh, tomorrow, shit, because this calendar's not up to date. I think tomorrow we have Pastuch on again. Oh, no, no. Tomorrow we have Asia Barto and Leah Barto, his wife, birth fit. Okay. I'm not nervous about that. That's kind of like a, um, I, I'm going to love that because I'm going to love that. They loved uh baby talk and birthing talk. That should be easy. Uh, and um, uh, Sean uh, Pastuch is coming on Wednesday. I'm a little nervous about that because I really liked him the first time he was on. And um, I'm just curious uh, where that goes. Uh, Daniel, uh, by the way, uh, Mr. Stone, uh, lifting the heavy stone Garrity, thank you for um, introducing me to Drew. Oh, that was cool. Uh, nervous enough uh, to cancel another live call-in? Nervous enough to cancel. I did. I didn't cancel that. My fucking power was out. My power went out yesterday. You want to see the? Um, I'll show you. The, I took a picture of the two circuit breakers. It actually blew. It's kind of cool. This is, um, this is uh, the pole outside the, on my country road, and um, those are supposed to be folded up, right, and in in and locked in. And there was this huge explosion in the middle of the night, and those breakers popped down. And so you can just go outside, and I can look at my pole and be like, yep, I'm fucked. <laughs> also, what's up with uh, Tillander giving CrossFit Media credit to the Buttery Bros? Oh, you guys want to do the Tillander thing? <sighs> I don't know if I want to do that. Tillander video about Greg. I, I I watched I watched it. Um, I I watched it. It, it. It's a rehashing of just 
It's, it's, it's just a complete rehashing of idiocy. So I don't, I don't know what to, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I can, I could, it, there's any, any one of you. I can check out the route that you take from your house to work every single day. And I could say this. I'm, I'm going I'm to post a story about you that says this. Uh, John, I, uh, every day you drive by a uh, preschool twice every day, and you've done that for the last year. And actually, you slow down in front of that preschool. I don't mention there's a stop sign there. I just say you slow down there. And your windows are tinted in your car, and you keep a box of Kleenex in your car. And uh, I just find it extremely uh, um, uh, interesting that you do that, that you spend so much time driving back and forth in front of preschools. You have a box of Kleenex in your car. Your windows are tinted, and you slow down in front of that preschool. And I could go on and on and just make up shit like that. That's true. Facts that are true about any one of you, but just be an ambiguous douche and paint shit. And so when I see what Zach did by rehashing a video that's just a bunch of ambiguous bullshit, it stirs emotion in me. Like, I, I want to love all human beings on the planet. I really do. Um, I, 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 I fancy myself to, to uh, in my natural homeostasis um, to be maybe one of the nicest people I know. Um, but I just, I, it's deplorable. It's brutal. And, and I know more about those stories than anyone who's talking about them. And I'm not interested in, sh in, 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 in like, I know more. I know everything. <laughs> Quote me on that. Is there for it all. Um, and um, I've, I've never driven by a preschool, exactly. Um, yeah, but what is interesting about you, Andrew, what is interesting about you is I find it weird that uh, every morning um, I see a kid walk by your house very slowly. It's, that's, it always trips me out. And then you always happen to be in the garage when that kid walks by. And the timing is really uncanny. And the way you smile at that child. I'm just saying. And uh, you, 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 people who do stuff like that just look, just always look to the source. And what's what's even more sad is that, like, okay, let's say someone does that, someone's throwing a temper tantrum, and I just start, you know, spewing ambiguous shit like that. Um, then the, what's worse is that I see my cohort believes it. So you can go into the comments and you can be like, man, it says stuff in there like Greg's a really despicable person. And it's like, but that video didn't say anything. That video just says you drive by preschools with Kleenex in your car and your windows are tinted. And it's like, um, it's it's not. I'm I'm across the street, Hiller, uh, with binoculars. I just I just don't. I, it's just fucking mean. It's just those are fucking. That is just such mean shit to do. It's unsporty. Beth did it to me. 
I'm a, I'm a, I'm a creep. She paints me as a creep who asked a girl about birth control. Then I finally go back and watch the video. Thanks to Andrew Hiller. And there's nothing creepy about it at all. And she basically states that those, that birth control fucked up her performance and she wished she would have got off it because all the other girls who got off it performed better. And now we're finding out all the fucking bad shit that's coming out from birth control. But someone's painting me as a creep. It's like, uh, and you can look in the comments there. There's people who fucking believe it. Even in the T-Lander video, uh, there's someone who fucking attacks um, uh, um, uh, uh, Pat Sherwood and, uh, um, and and the Buttery Bros for shit. D dude, those, those are like the three squares dudes I know. Whatever my feelings about them at all, they don't deserve to be dragged into any smut that I ever saw. Those dudes are square as shit. And like, like I wouldn't drag Pat or Heber or Marsden into any of that stuff, like even remotely for a second. I mean, I have my own, like, I mean, it's crazy. Here's the thing. Everyone who worked, you, here's the thing. I'll tell you the truth. Here it is. You ready? Everyone who worked at CrossFit Inc. for any duration of time longer than three or four years, which is pretty much everyone. From anywhere from between 2003 or four to 2018, lived the fucking dream. They were they were rewarded. Everyone, they were rewarded handsomely for a job they fucking loved. They were free to explore and do what they wanted. They were surrounded by other like-minded individuals who really gave a shit about their job and pushed hard. You could work out whenever you wanted. There were the diversity there was out of fucking control. I could touch a dyke, a faggot and a fucking black guy at all times within fucking six feet of me. And they're ruining this crazy experience where they got to sit there and witness the blossoming of one of the greatest gifts to all of humanity. Constantly very functional movement executed at high intensity. Eat nuts and eat uh, meat, vegetables, nuts and seeds, blah, blah, blah. No sugar, little starch. They got, they got to see that fucking explode. They got to be a part of that. They got to share that message. They got to learn from some of the greatest, hardest working people from fucking our lowest fucking. Um, there were no low people there. It was flat. Everyone, everyone. If you had pride and you were a confident person there, you could walk around with pride and confidence. No one was put down. Everyone, everyone could walk around like they were the shit if they wanted to. Everyone got to tell their moms and dads that they were at the beginning of this explosion on planet Earth. It was like being at Apple during week one. It was incredible. She can clip it all she wants. I hear you. It was for dramatic effect. It's just because it's just so nauseating. It, 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 it's, it's, it, it's like eating the best chocolate cake in the world and then complaining that it's not the right tint of brown. They're complete fucking idiots. All of those people. They wouldn't trade anything that they got there for fucking anything. Ask any of them. It was fucking amazing. Tell them, just be like, hey, don't be a whiny bitch for one second and tell me how amazing was it being at CrossFit Inc. during the early days.
Oh, dude. You yeah, exactly. Ask yourself. Ask good question. It's a great question. Is is Zach a 49er fan? Anyway, so uh I, I don't I, I just think I, I think um listen, here's the thing too that people are talking about. Everything that's made on the internet, everything that made on the internet is is to get eyeballs. And so there's different words for getting eyeballs. There's eyeballs, clickbait, educate, um, uh, whatever. What any of those things that caused you to get attention? Any of those things you do, right? Show ass, play the victim, uh, do something extraordinary. Um, uh, what was the other one? Uh, do something infamous. Those are the four things, right? That Chris Rock said. It's all to get eyeballs. Just some of us, a few of us, a few of us have integrity around it. A few of us have integrity around it. If Zach, if, 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 if Zach's, uh, Zach's premise is that Greg was a bad businessman because he got rid of social media and got rid of media and then started showing old people working out. And Greg did that. Greg wanted eyeballs on that, right? But he didn't do it to get eyeballs. Greg wanted eyeballs on that, wanted clicks on it, but he didn't do it to get clicks. And so therefore, Zach says he's a bad businessman. Do you see all the presuppositions there? And then does it see like, do you, what do you think about um, uh, Zach's integrity or Andy's integrity or the integrity of the people who are making those videos? If they, did they, I mean, I, don't, I haven't spoken to Zach about why he made that video, but I, suspe I suspect it's, 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 uh, I, su I suspect integrity wasn't a component of it. I suspect. I suspect it was for uh, um, to, to get attention. It was to get a certain kind of clicks. I suspect Andy's was. I suspect Andy's was for other intentions. But when Greg did those things, and hey, and I'm not a fan of those things. I'm just trying to lay it out here. I'm not a fan of getting rid of media in 2018. I thought there was some shit there. Zach said in there that was fucking spot on. That was completely insane. Completely insane. Completely insane. Um, but uh, but 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 no no one will no one will say um, uh, Greg wasn't showing old people work out for the same reason that Danny Spiegel is, is showing her ass. Danny Spiegel is showing her ass ad nauseum fucking every single day from different angles and different lightings and different outfits because she wants to liberate women and make women allow women to eat whatever they want and make women strong and feel free and not make shit about their bodies. Greg was showing old people work out because he wanted to show old people that they, people, anyone can old and fat people work out because he wanted to show people like, Hey, you can take control of your life and save yourself. Knowing that he couldn't get everyone and knowing that it would maybe lead to some people going into one of the lifeboats, which we call the affiliates. I mean, I mean, you, 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 I don't know how much more I can paint it than that. I feel like I did a pretty good job of laying out the whole fucking thing. And at the end of the day, like I haven't, I haven't spoke to Greg since that video came out. I mean, I've been texting with him. I'm gonna call him now when we get off. But and, and really, I don't think he gives like. I don't think anyone realizes one how much money he got for CrossFit, and two how passionate he is about like really fucking big things that matter. Like he's such a, he, someone said to me the other day, 
This was crazy. They said, yeah, Greg doesn't give a shit. I know. That's the thing. Someone said to me, I mean, he gives a shit, but someone said to me the other day, do you think Greg deserves a second chance? And I was like, what the fuck kind of question is that? What the fuck kind of question is that? A second chance? No, this is, I said, let me reword that for you. Cause there's a presupposition in there. Like, like why would he need a second chance? I, the question is, is, does the world deserve a second chance? There's some of us that get to hang out with Greg and talk to him like like Allison. Anytime he's in town, Allison sees him all the time. We all hang out with him. And you learn and hear the coolest shit. Fucking Hemingway and Tupac and Elon Musk wrapped into one. And it's fucking fun. It's so fun. It's intense, man. Uh, and if you in in it's not it's not whether Greg deserves a second chance. It's whether the world deserve, gets is going to get a second chance to hear him. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yep. Has HWPO ever said anything woke? They, they uh, I thought that um, uh, Fraser didn't say anything, but as soon as I said that on the podcast, people started sending me shit from from all from around the internet where he said shit. It's hard not to. It was hard not to. I mean, I'm not justifying it. I don't, I don't, I don't have any, I don't have any like venom towards uh, Matt. I do, I do, I do have, I, I do think that Matt wishes he was free and uh, freer than he is. Um, uh, yeah. So, all right. That's it. Maybe, maybe we can always do a, a live call in show on Thursday. I kind of wanted to let all of this, um, Zach stuff kind of like mellow out. So I wasn't so emotional about it before I, um, before I, uh, talked about it. I am curious. I haven't talked to Andrew either. I am curious if Andrew is going to make anything about the whole subject too. Andrew, Andrew actually does, uh, have a relationship with Greg. Also, he he went to, uh, Andrew did go to the broken science event and actually did do some research and build a relationship with Greg. I, we hung out at Greg's house together. So it'll be interesting to see his take on it. Um, yeah. Yeah. They do have the woke. Uh, they do have the crazy woke strength coach who, who I, I, I can't remember what he wrote. I don't, I don't remember if he hates women or what, but he, he, I, something, something, he wrote something that was completely uh, idiotic. I don't want to misquote it, but I think he's okay with men and women's sports or some shit like that. It's like, dude, gay people and trans people are not – dogs and monkeys aren't the same thing. Dicks and assholes are not the same thing. They're two separate things. Quit feeling like you have to stand up for idiocy, support mental illness. Illness. Uh, Allison NYC, uh, Greg knows everything. It's incredibly entertaining and draining. I feel stupid and loved at the same time. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway. Uh, oh, uh, wow. Oh, okay. Hey, listen to this. Uh, Andrew Hiller, Emily is coming on tonight. Is that uh, – hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. What the fuck is this? Let's call it um, – let me just see if I can – Um, I'll do a show at the same time just to compete with it. 
Hello. You've reached Andrew Hiller. Oh, that's crazy. Andrew has a block. Andrew doesn't, uh, Andrew's phone. That's right. He told me that because he doesn't like it because he does so much recording on his phone. It's hard to break in to call him. Hello. You've reached Andrew Hiller. Uh. You do not. Anyway, uh, Andrew Hiller, it sounds like um, what he just is saying in the comments here is Emily's coming on the show tonight. Okay. And Emily is uh, Greg's business partner in Broken Science. Okay. It's going to be good. You've been big dicked. Well. Oh, here we go. Are you are uh are you big dicking? You hear me, right? Are you big dicking? No, me? no, 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 no. Are you, you big dicking? Call me? Back quicker. Huh? <laughs> Why do you say that? Oh, because someone in the comments, just people in the comments, like to start shit. So, so someone says he's big dicking you. Hey, I'm excited that she's coming on your show. I can't wait. What time is she coming on? Five o'clock central, which I believe is three your time. Oh, and is that live? gonna be yeah oh yummy i will be driving my kids to jujitsu completely enjoying it oh boy uh bear kcs.43 savage move by hiller which one uh, i think having uh hillary on uh hillary Emily on uh, uh, Barry McCockner. for those of you who need a conversion that will be 6 p.m eastern time on hiller fit uh, Mike McCaskey says, Andrew Hiller, yes, I can't wait. I'm telling you, it will be a thousand times better with Andrew than with me because I know her. And so so with me, it, it's kind of a dance. It, it's, it's a dance. With her and Hiller, it will be much more sincere. I met her once in person. Well, you know what I mean. I, I, I didn't know, know her. her. You know her. I don't know. I know her like too good. I know her too good. I know her like a two out of ten. Hey, the comments are going to be crazy in there. You're going to get people are going to be throwing up all sorts of amazing questions for you. You think Zach will be in the comments? Yeah, for sure. Ooh, he's going to be sweating. For sure. You think he'll be sweating? Do you think he's worried? Um, I I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know him that good. I mean, um, it's kind of hard to know. You know, when I think for some people, it's hard to know like how much that they've really walked into, right? Um, so I I don't, I don't, I don't know how much he knows he's walked into. I don't know what he, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know how much research he does. I mean, he spent a lot of time putting that piece together, it was well put together, right? I could tell, yeah, incredibly well. I almost the first. 10 minutes I I enjoyed. I and then it yeah. kind of went downhill quickly. I would re I, I think I would enjoy it if I just didn't know it, it's just too close to home for me. It's like it's just rehashing a bunch of shit. I just that I just don't I'm just like, oh, wow, yeah. this why is why why do why are we live reliving this again? And you and I talked last night and it's like I don't I don't kind of don't want to do it again. I've said my piece about it and I I don't wanna um I don't want to keep redoing it. He needs to go into present day. He was rehashing everything, but there was no purpose. Right? 
Well, what it's funny what you say great, that. Well, for the the re the purpose was is that for people who don't know the history, they got the cliff notes of Andy Stump's fucking podcast, basically, right? I mean, that's what I, that I for me. That's what that later, entire podcast was. It was just a rehashing of the Andy Stump podcast. I remember watching that the first time when he's just sitting on the firing range. I watched the whole thing on a big TV, like you do. Yeah. I listened to and it. I, I didn't thinking, know. I didn't even know there was video. He, there's video of that, and he's sitting on a firing range. Yes. Wow. I was I was thinking that this guy is going down. <laughs> I thought the whole time. Who, Andy or Greg? Andy. Oh. But this guy's in trouble. There's so much I, I stuff. Never, I never there's found so out what happened to him. Uh, he's doing well i think i think he uh he's partnered with black rifle coffee i think he has his own coffee shop i think his instagram is doing great i think his i think he went through a divorce i think uh i, th I think he's doing great i mean i i don't great. i i uh the when i interact great. with him it's very very limited and the reason why is it, it's a it's a very delicate situation him and i both know a lot of stuff and it's a very it's a very <laughs> delicate delicate situation it's very delicate and, and, I, I and, and I like don't that. think I don't think if, if you were really asking, I don't think I don't think he's proud of how he handled it. Yeah, it he, so and, yeah, and he's been on Joe Rogan at least a, a fuck a shitload of times. But I don't think I don't think anyone will. I I think people don't realize that when you go nuclear on someone, that at the end of the day you feel so fucking dirty. Do you agree with that, Andrew? Hundred percent. We've had this conversation, right? Do you remember? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 feel, I don't remember better, it, but I feel. Say it again. It's the thing. If you're going to burn a bridge, you better nuke that motherfucker. <laughs> and you don't do it often. Maybe, maybe once or twice in your life, and you better be ready for it because you feel dirty. Yeah, I never, I never like leave here being like, yeah, I really got Dan Bailey today, or I really got catching. Like, I feel dirty. I don't like it. And I don't think he. I don't think he likes. I, to be honest with you, I'm kind of surprised he hasn't erased that podcast. I wonder. I probably got a hundred something thousand views. I wonder how his next video is doing view wise. Oh, There's oh. no hiding. That's why it's there, right? It's reviews. Uh, s s say that again. That's, he's a YouTuber. He's trying to get views. I. Uh, but, but but what what's the limit? What what's the what's the limit? Like I don't I don't ha I didn't I didn't have Drew. Uh, I I did I have I have a podcast because I want views. I didn't have Drew Mar Mar Markin on because I wanted views. Do you get what I'm saying? You want to know what the you want to know what the difference is between someone like you and somebody like what Zach just did? What? I might, I still don't even want to say like Zach, but what he just did is he brought up Greg without talking to Greg. And when you have people on, let's just say you had on a woman and you knew that something that she had done, she'd be terrified that you would talk about it, but you wouldn't do it because you don't want to make people look bad. You want to make them look good. Oh, like, like, like I had show. James Newberry on and I didn't bring up his I'm out uh, video. Right. Right. Kind right. of a kind of, cause you brought I'm, up the next day, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> cause it kind of, cause I'm a pussy. Or do you think so? I, a, a little bit. It's a little disingenuous. It's a little weird, but I do really, but I do really like him. 
Well, I think there's a, an assumption there that you don't think that he'd be able to handle it. Uh, yeah, there is that. Well, there is that I don't want to make him look bad. It's like what you said. It, it, I'm not worried about me. I'm, I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about him. Which, which, who am I, I to be worried? About, which is kind of insincere, right? It's kind of like, why am I worried about him? He's a big boy, and I like him. I'm not doing it to be mean. I don't know. He somehow gets through his entire Instagram inbox every morning. He can deal with you. So going back to what you were saying about Zach, you think Zach should have like talked to Greg before he made that piece? Is that what you're saying? When I, I don't when think I, that that's necessary. I he, think that he should have done more research or put himself more into the position of Greg because all he did was take everyone else's points of concern. Yeah, there was he, no there was no counter argument. He said he was just reporting on like stuff that already was, but he did he did insert his own uh, uh, bias in there, no matter how hard he tried not to. You could tell at certain points he tried not to as well. Right. I, I watched it with Alexis, and in the first couple of minutes, he said something about CrossFit and injuries, and he she took away that he's addressing that CrossFitters get injured. But I go, you did hear the way he tried to spin it, right? It could and it may lead to more injuries. I go, he, he really tried to fluff up the argument that it's possible, but it's not set in stone. But that went away with the back half of that video. Right. I, mean, the, I, I read all the comments last night, and uh, people are, he, people are uh, I feel like the mass, vast majority of people um, are defending Greg. Do you get that? No. You didn't, you didn't get that? I'd say it's, I'd say it's 50 to 60% are telling Zach that he's done a good job, which I don't argue he put the video together well, and people sometimes get lost in the fact that it's well put together. And then I would say it's 15% defending Greg, and then the other, I think it would end up being 25%, are saying he's disgusting. Okay, let, let me, what was your intention in making this video? I think that's a dig. Uh, two. That's the first comment. Uh, two beach house cross. Oh, I'll 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 pull them up. I th I think it's 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 uh it's pretty heavy. Well, a beach house CrossFit two points CrossFit was started in 1974. There's no record of a failed apology. Other than that, nice work. I think that's supporting Greg. Really nice, well balanced reporting there. Fucking idiot, Ben Almond. This is so good. The B roll with no 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 no. no. Did you take that as a dig? No. Balanced reporting or no? I take okay. that as a compliment. Okay. Yeah. It. The B-roll yeah, with yeah, the yeah. with the narrating is really like good. That. This is so good. Yeah, the I think these are all just fucking. Like that. You could just brain raw. He was right about Floyd nineteen though. It was an unbelievable display of hypocrisy. A Russell Berger is actually a personal friend and a jujitsu buddy of mine. What the who gives a fuck? Great video. And you know what's funny is I look at these people who say great video. And yeah, like I get it. You you I, this dude just looks like he's brainwashed. It's just a beta dude. It's just a dude who will fucking believe anything. Like, you didn't have to show him any evidence. All you had to do is be like, yeah, Dr Greg drove by a preschool. Yeah, Zach drove by a preschool. It's like, dude, it does, like this. Anyway, I okay, f let's say your assessment is right. I just feel like that there's a lot of... Um, uh, stop deleting Emily's comment. Uh, Zach says oh, he didn't... He says he didn't delete it. Well, that's good to know. I, I can't see that. If you, hey, try filtering by most recent 
and see if that makes Emily's content populate. I, I've heard that that helps. I, I did. I put it but newest. I, I always go by newest. Okay. And you haven't been able to find her comments? I uh, On my phone, I wasn't able to find one of them. Okay. I haven't seen them either. I mean, uh, look at this guy, Dave Prothero. Uh, all of us need accountability. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Ab Glassman was right about the 2020 BS shutdowns. Absolute power. Like, that means there's something that someone in there thinks that Greg was corrupt. And this guy has dog videos. Of course you do. Have a go on <laughs> fucking... I just... Fantastic no, video. Look at Clive, one of our listeners to the show. Fantastic video. Uh -oh. Like, how is that a fantastic video? How have I not taught you anything? I wonder where he's coming from with that comment. Maybe this is why I don't take them all as wow. Sporty Beth is in here. Yep. This yep. this yep. take yep. is so accurate. How how is a take accurate? How is a take? Listen to even her verbiage. Are you tarted? This take is so accurate. You can also tell there was a super sexist culture amongst employees by the ones who have left and were a huge part of the culture and still publicly very sexist, say gross things about women. Uh, Sporty Beth, just so you know, I suspect you're talking about me, and I, and I apologize if you're not. <laughs> uh, um, uh, when I was there, I didn't fuck anyone who was married. And the, I, 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 I and, and I can tell you a handful of people who stayed who didn't get fired, who did fuck their way, fuck people who were married. I never fucking touched anyone inappropriately. I never did any of that shit. You're a fucking psycho. People who left. Let me tell you, they just had their biggest fucking scandal in the history of the fucking company, and no one's fucking talking about it. What the they hired. A, I'm, not, I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. Not yet. Not yet. They, they they hired somebody. Uh, this is it's it, 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 it's all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Um, they they they, they uh, but but I will talk about it. But I will talk about it. But I will talk about it. Just give me give me a little time. Give me a little more time, people. I will talk about it. They they hired a fucking dude to be the president of CrossFit who was fucking gay, and now I hear he's suing the fucking company for discrimination. Rosa hire. Well, of course he's going to. You hire someone woke, that's what happens. They end up suing. Wait, we aren't supposed to fuck married people? No, I'm not I'm not suggesting that. You can. I, I'm not suggesting you shouldn't. I'm just saying that, like, um, you can also she writes, you can also tell there was a super sexist culture amongst employees. Why? By the ones who left, who are a huge part of that culture and who are still very publicly sexist, say gross things about women. Get off the soapbox already. Did you work at HQ? Do you know the details? Barry McCogner. No, she never. No. A matter of fact, uh, yeah. Emily even responded to, what are you talking about? Be specific. Be specific if you have claims. Otherwise, sounds like you just want to be part of something you think is cool to hate. Get back to your cheesecake. That, that's a big thing. That, that's, a, that's probably the biggest dig at Andy, right? Stop trying to jump on to be cool and hating something while it's easy to hate it. Yeah. Right, that, that, that's how I took the Andy Stump podcast. Like, all right, pile it on, dude. That's really cool of you. You're a real big bad military man. Little loose. Now that he's in trouble, 
pussy. Hey, isn't it funny? This guy, Marcus McClough, says he doesn't look like he could do a CrossFit workout. And then Bossman says this dude had polio when he was a kid. It's okay to make fun of Greg because he has the torso of a six foot five man and a six foot five wing, wingspan. And he had polio as a kid that caused that. And he's only five feet five inches tall, same height as me. That's but 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 it's not okay. Something he cannot fucking control, from the endless surgeries he had on his fucking legs. But it's not okay to make fun of this fucking chick, sporty Beth, who has a fucking massive eating disorder and fucking pushes fat culture, fat acceptance over over uh, accountability. It's fucking amazing. You're a fucking hateful fucking I, person. I apologize for you. I know you're in a fucking bad place. And, and I hate this line, but Emily says it. You can do better, uh, sports, uh, sporty Beth. You can do better. You don't have to be that person. Let it go. I don't know what your dad or your mom did to you. You can do better. She can do better, right? Right? Sporty Beth? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's not too late. She, she could unfuck herself. She doesn't see what she doesn't want it to see. And she won't. Unless she wants to. Something's got to happen. Yeah, no one, we don't even hate you. Do you understand that? Like, we don't even, no one even, like, Andrew, do you hate Sporty Beth? No. Do you dislike her? Why would I hate Sporty Beth? Yeah, right, exactly. No. I I, I understand her, and I wish that she figured some stuff out, I hope. Yeah, exactly. Figure it out, man. It's no fun on the side you're on. I'm telling you, we're raging over here. It is dope. I, I I mean, I, I've been overweight. I know what that was like. It's just you don't know any better, and you don't think it's your fault. You Really? You had that mindset too? I mean, I just didn't know. I had no idea. But yeah. she's taking it a little bit further where she thinks that she's justified. Because she's maintaining? Slash, yes. Well, I was younger. So when I was younger, I had no freaking idea. I would just eat what was in front of me. And then once they became educated and knew that there was something you can do about it, everything changes. Hey, she just doesn't want to do that. I would propose this to her, Andrew. What do you think about this? Eric Weiss, scorched earth. Let's go. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not even close to doing it. But I would propose this to Sporty Beth. What do you think about this, Hiller? Like, hey, why don't you just make it fun? It doesn't have to be heavy that you're fat and overweight. Why don't you make it fun? You're already comfortable, like, working out with just, like, all your rolls and, like, your, your, your shorts, like, eating your ass. Uh, your ass eating your shorts why not just like make it fun and just be like yep i'm overweight and that's the way it is and i'm gonna keep trying oh my god guys today i'm gonna try not to eat this i'm gonna go to bed good night like instead of justifying it why not just make fun that like uh, have fun showing that you're struggling with just losing weight and having the body you want to have that's my that that's my take i'm just struggling having the body i want to have by the way my kids shaved my chest yesterday just want to see my titties. <laughs> On a separate note, how'd that go? Arrow over the bed again? Look, there's some nipple. For everyone who's ever wanted to see my shirt off. There, I just showed my nipple. I wish I could see it. I'm on the phone with you. Port, portly Beth. <laughs> Cheesecake Beth. Yeah, I mean, come on, girl. Doesn't Everything doesn't have to be so heavy. What, if some guy told you you look fucking fine... And he wanted to fucking uh, uh, throw flour on you and fuck the wet spot. You'd, you'd be offended by that. Come on. I mean, I don't understand that, but <laughs> you don't understand throw the f- throw oh. flour on you. 
and fuck the wet spot. Oh, yeah. That was that was a line from like when I was in the fifth grade. I fucked this bitch who was so fat. That's you throw flour on her and fuck the white spot. Yeah. I was probably negative 10 at that point. Yes. She should just have more fun. Anyway. That, there anyway, are I, different I, people I, in this world. and She's one of them. It's just that she's... You can be different and have the perspective she's got, but you also have to not put your opinion onto a video like that without also understanding that it, it's not a great video. It's well put together in the terms of the production of it, but the content isn't good, and she thinks it is good. So she she, she just doesn't well, it understand fits her bias, who right? she is. And it, it, paint, it paints people's I, I, biases. Do you ever just meet people, and then you automatically think they're very similar to somebody else that you know? I go, hey, this person's a lot like Sporty Beck. I thought you were the. Uh, I mean, you, uh, you I thought just, you were the non-reptilian. I recently thought you were the non-reptilian, non-reptilian version of Ricky Garrard. He's a reptile. He's got some reptile. You mean Australian? Quality. Yeah, Australian reptilian. Same thing. He's he's just so angular. Dude, you know there's lizard people in this world, and that's what I'm thinking. You think he's a lizard person? No, just like he's like Zuckerberg. I, I think his I think his like jawline <laughs> and his forehead they they they're prehistoric. I just like he's like the super manly version of you. Like you look manly, but then next to Ricky Garrard, you're soft. You're you're like all you, you like use lotion and shit. I can't, I, you know, if I were sporty Beth, I'd be upset by that. But I'm just <laughs> I'm just flattered that I look anything like Ricky. Ricky's right, man. right, right. Sporty Beth should be happy that, that, that she that, resembles a woman. That should be enough for her. Right. You, you, in some ways, you look like, uh, I don't know, Margot Robbie. I do? You know who that is? No, no. I look you know, like... No, 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 no. No, I mean, you do too, kind of. You got long hair like she does. You're probably about the same height. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Holy shit. For her those of you who don't know... Smaller. She is fucking something else. Did you just see a movie with her in it last night? Uh, I've, I've always told Alexis that she reminds me of her. I could see it. I totally see it. I'm a wolf of Wall Street. God, she is a fucking hottie. You've, seen, you've actually seen movies with her in it. That's new for you. No, I haven't. What movie have I seen? Like The Wolf of Wall Street or Suicide oh. Squad. She's in the movie with Will Smith called Focus, which is really good. I did see uh, Wolf of Wall Street. I don't I don't remember anything about it, but I did see it. She's a blonde chick, his wife, in that movie. Does she get naked? Yes. And that's what Sporty Beth you doesn't like. That that's the part she doesn't like when I say, does she get naked? That's the part she doesn't like, I think. I would say that you're right. <laughs> it's the only thing she'll remember from this entire conversation. We're giving Sporty Beth what she wants. Just ignore her. Uh, I'm all about giving people what they want. Use me. But you I appreciate send her a link. Let's get her on the show. Uh, Sevon looks like an uglier version of Dustin Hoffman from Rain Man. That, okay, listen. Is that, <laughs> is that you? Oh, look at and that picture is Ben Bergeron making eye contact with Catherine David's daughter. That's a great profile pic. Listen, you fucking asshole. There's no fucking way Dustin Hoffman is better looking than me. Are you out of your fucking mind? Oh, I thought you meant David Hasselhoff. I don't know who Dustin Hoffman is. You're out of your fucking mind. I'm way better looking than him. 
He's way richer than me. Who cares? What movie is he in? Dustin Hoffman. Oh, you I hey, fuck what? this. No, I'm a, I'm done with this show. I'm done with this show. <laughs> Someone just read Sevon's smaller version of Danny DeVito. I'm fucking done. <laughs> I'm not gonna take this bullshit. Hey, you, you know his twin though, right? Danny DeVito's twin? Arnold. Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Yeah. You, so you, you kind of share some similarities to Schwarzenegger. I, I, I thank you. I appreciate that. I ordered a shaver. I ordered a uh, like a Norelco shaver yesterday from Amazon. It should be here in the next day or two. To do what you said you were going to do a couple of days ago and trim up your face? I, no, I'm, I'm a, I already trimmed up my face. I shaved the sides of my beard. I don't know if you can tell. And then uh, I'm ba- I'm gonna no. shave I'm gonna shave my I'm gonna shave I'm actually gonna let my kids shave the side of my head so I can go with um you know that guy um who owns the gym in um in Indonesia do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, like a hundred thousand. Is his name Dave? Yeah, David. Um, Something with a B. Yeah, let me see. Um. Oh, David, Dave Driscoll. David Blackwell. Dave Driscoll. Dave, oh, yeah. I know Dave. Yeah. Yes. God, have you seen this chick that he's, he's been cool. posting pictures with that I think maybe he's engaged to, this blonde chick right here? I haven't. Holy shit. Anyway, I'm going to um, – I think I'm going to um, – I'm going to I'm gonna cut my hair like that. You, you, if you, you can't see the computer. Does he have a ponytail? Yeah, he's a ponytail and the sides are shaved. Do it. I'm going for the Dave Driscoll look. He's a good-looking guy, so I, I I say do it. See if I look just like him. And he's uh, what is he? Probably forty. Jack, you have to take your shirt off more often. God, look at his fucking chick. The downside of being on a phone, I can't see her. Oh my god! Oh my god! Anyway, yeah, he works out in his underwear all the time. Yeah, I'm going to get my hair cut like his. That's what you're going to have to do. I'm going to get my hair cut like his, and I'm going to let my six-year-old boy cut it. Awesome. Are the others going to be jealous? No, they'll probably all do it. And I, and if I wear a banana hammock, I'm, I'm going to stuff it. Shit, his chick is so you fucking should, hot. You should uh, have that camera guy over and have them record the shaving of your head. Oh, okay. That's a good idea. I was just going to set up my iPhone. And then you posted to the three playing brothers. Uh, Heidi Kroom, Sevon, if you get any hot, hotter, this becomes a late night show, please. Oh, thank you. That's Maybe nice Daniel Brandon will actually come on then. If I'm hotter? If you're hotter. I've crossed over the hot age. There's no chance. 51? That, that window closed, yeah. Incorrect, because what's his face? George Clooney. He's just rich. He was winning that award in, the 50, in his 50s. He's just rich. You, one of these days you'll be rich. Yeah. As soon as your podcast it really takes off. Rich again, rich again. I was telling my okay. mom. I was asking my mom, when am I going to be rich again? She goes, I don't know. Hurry up. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, Andrew, for coming on. Good luck. We'll all be watching tonight. Andrew Hiller will be continuing the drama, the saga, the fun with the incredible Zach Talander story of the release of the wild video. 
Go watch it now on Zach's page. That way tonight at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, when Emily Kaplan comes on from the CrossFit book, you will understand exactly what her and Hiller are talking about. And make sure you're in the comments asking the tough questions. So that I can just ask them to Emily. Yes. Emily, what do you think about this one? Yeah. <laughs> Is that true? All right, guys. Are you asking me something? No. Oh, okay. Just Is that true? That's what people okay. are going to be like. Is it true? And there's going to be tons of presuppositions. You'll see who all the idiots are. What about the women who signed the NDAs? Like shit like that. And well, if they signed NDAs, and how the one? fuck do you know that there's women who signed NDAs? Yeah, right. Fucking morons. And if you fucking rape someone, you can't have them sign an NDA and shut them up. You fucking morons. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> if you're fucking breaking the law. Okay, anyway. I, um, just more. St- we, we live with morons. All right, uh, Hiller, thank you very much. Uh, I will talk to you soon. I'm really excited about your show. Congratulations. Thanks for big dicking me. Hey, anytime. Okay, bye. Andrew Hiller with giant swinging that giant cock around. It's going to be a good show. Uh, 3 p.m. Hiller fit. Uh, thank you, Drew, for coming on the show today. Eric Wise, thank you. Appreciate you uh, holding down the fort. See you guys tomorrow morning uh, with Asia Barto and Leah Barto. It's going to be a great show. Love you guys. Bye-bye.